You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello! How the hell are you today? My name is Tyler Harrison. I'm along with Speedy Petey. Say hi, Speedy. Hi. That way people think you're actually here instead of me talking to myself. Um, yes, because you're creating the sound effect with nothing in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can, but I'm at the show drop bum, that bum. you don't like. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, we're going to get to the sports stuff. It's a sports show. Uh, I apologize for not being here yesterday. I mean, if the la- anyone on this network deserves to apologize last for that, it's probably me. But I apologize for not being here yesterday. Uh, but on the good news, we are refreshed, we're energized, and we're ready to go. Uh, we have a lot of playhouses to get to because I have to strangle Speedy at some point, right? <laughs> um, we have stand-ins over there. Me, Matty Caps, and Speedy are all pretty close. Somehow, Errol is goddamn almost perfect over there, but I have faith that that will come crumbling down because you know he will get the jet game rolling every week. <laughs> well, he might change it now that... Donald is out. He probably will change it to the Browns. I know I did that originally. I picked the Jets originally, and then I changed it. Ah, Le'Veon Bell it. means more than. I had to change it to the Browns. No, I think Bell will play well, but I think he'll be. The oh only no, guy I don't think he's gonna well. play at all. Oh, you don't think so? No, if I'm the Jets, I wouldn't play him. But um, I think if he does play, I think it's still kind of close, and I think that defense will be a lot better than expected. But I just can't see them winning with the most probably basic quarterback ever, <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Well, right. No, he he he's gosh awful, but. The real question is, and we're going to get to that when we go over the one, week one reviews, but um, again, we're going to get all the sports out of the way. Christian Yelich is out for the year, which is absolutely awful. Yeah, that's a big blow. Uh, Major League Baseball, I'm looking at you. What are you going to do to fix this? Uh, because if once I'm done with you today, I hope people look at you and go, yeah, that was a pretty stupid do- thing to do. You are right now up there with me to the NFL as far as stupid goes. I would actually say you've surpassed the NFL right now for stupid. But uh, we'll get into mm, that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, but first and foremost, uh, yesterday was 9-11. And no matter what kind of talk show you're doing, that date, that number has significance to whatever you're talking about. Uh, it impacted everything. And it will forever impact everything on that day. Uh, I was going to do it. Obviously, it would mean more if I was here yesterday. I wasn't. If you have a problem with me doing it a day late, go scratch. That's my advice. And uh, just so Errol doesn't kill me, uh, that's on my behalf. Not anything to do with the company at all. So take it up with me, not the company. Thank you. Uh, And the number is 1-877-909-9977. And Mike Guido, I know pretty damn well you wouldn't go 10-5-1. Won our pick him last year. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that sucks. Anyway, 
Um, I'm going to let you go first because I think you – how old were you when that happened, by the way? I was six Three? years old. Oh. Six years old. I was first grade. Yeah, I was six years old, and that happened. And I remember my mother being very afraid because my dad was in the city at that time, and my right. uncle was in the city at that time working. So it was your mom's brother or your dad's brother? My n- uh, neither, actually. It's my dad's sister's husband. Which okay. is still my uncle. Yeah. Oh. So they were in the city. They were in the city. Not two different jobs, but both right. were working in the city at the same time. And I remember them being afraid. And I, obviously I was six, so I didn't know why I was afraid. And then I saw the, the news coverage, and it was just very scary for somebody my age. I didn't really know a lot what was going on, like how they could gain access to that in a city like that. It was just terrifying. And, again, and I, everyone who sacrificed their lives and fought for our freedom the way they did on that day and – Every day after that, police, mm. fire department, military, anything like that, we I thank you. I'm sure you do, too. Well. And, again, your sacrifices for our freedom are not to be taken for granted at any time, especially on that day, which is was such a tragedy in more ways than one. And, again, the most detrimental day probably in our country's modern history or maybe our overall history. Yeah, 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 it could definitely. That and Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That's really it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big history guy. I like American history. Um, so I, I I fancy myself on that one. But, um, yeah, you hit, you follow me on Facebook, right? I think you yeah. even liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the last one. I love when people comment on my stuff. It really is. Uh, Junior, don't you dare ever try to do that again. <laughs> um, you saw what he wrote? No, but no, he tried to. Uh, uh, why am I not surprised? Mm, it, it, no, no, time and place. Make your own po- post whatever you want about that day. That's fine. But trying to do what he he tried to like just hop on and like add to it. Like, no, I I wrote what I wrote. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, really. Like, That's uh, not really that time. No, it's not. Time and place. But, uh, again, it wasn't my time. I didn't even respond back to it, so everyone can go look. I didn't even write anything back. Not the time or the place. Here? Here's the time and the place. Now, I've made this pretty well known. I'm ready to debate anyone on anything at any given time. And I, I was ready for that. So I, I'm here now. You left, so I doubt you'll be back. But, um, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head as far as that goes. Um, do I, is my mic close enough? You hear me fine? Yeah. Okay. Um, you hit the nail on the head. Um, that was a terrible day. Like your dad and your uncle, my dad was also there, uh, helping. They sent everyone. Rikers COs, NYPD, and FDI, Oh, was he working for one of those? Yeah, my dad was a correction officer at Rikers Island. Oh, wow. Okay. They cleared everything. Wow. There was no – the inmates weren't doing anything. The inmates actually – I think you could have made the argument if you let the inmates out, the inmates would have helped. Hmm. It was one of those Damn. days. Yeah, they uh, – once everyone kind of realized what was going on, that we were under attack, everybody kind of just said, go, just everyone fly out. So uh, my dad did that. I actually have a photo of my dad 
standing in the rubble, and I saw a lot of that. Um, this really, I don't do this a lot. I don't do politics. I stay out of politics. I don't think politics really should matter at all in life. Um, everyone should just live however they want to live, and if, you know, politics get brought up, you obviously can have an opinion on it, but I don't think politics should be brought up and, hey, what do you think about politics today? I, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, it causes a lot more fights than anything else. I talk about politics at work, and you would think I'm a racist bigot, blah, 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 just by me saying, I like Trump. I do. Get over it. It's okay. If you don't like Trump, I don't judge you for that. Just move on and be your liberal self and fine. Uh, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Didn't sound very joke-like, but um, to get to the sports, so that way people don't completely tune out of the show. 9-11 is a day that has forever changed my thinking on things, and I think this day, today, and yesterday should be kind of a... And this is just how we are as a country. We're very numb to things. We're very numb. We're very... Uh, nostalgia doesn't last long. For example, 20 years ago when O.J. Simpson was a, just let go of murder... Everyone's... Oh, O.J. this, O.J. that... Last year, I had a putz on this show say how great it was to have Twitter with O.J. Simpson on it because he's so delightful to watch. Are you kidding me? My God! That's, that's, that's what this country is now? Michael Jackson. Listen, again, not getting into politics here. He is, you could argue he's one of the greatest, the greatest musician to ever live and to ever touch a microphone or a dance floor or whatever you want to say, and I would probably agree with you. The man was sick and domestic, and he was... Sorry, not domestic. He was far from domestic. Uh, Dominic, and he was nuts. And he, he, he was not okay. And he should not be... His music makes me very sick to my stomach. If you don't know, then you don't know. I'm not getting into it. But if you don't, if you didn't watch what HBO put out, I haven't watched it myself. But it, it's not good, and it's very stomach-turning. Know a lot of people that watch it. A lot of reviews on it. Do not watch. Especially if you like Michael Jackson. Do not watch. You won't like him after it. I promise. Um, again, but he's celebrated for his music and everything else, and maybe rightfully so. I, I, this country is very money Oh, I want money. Uh, well, you did that. Antonio Brown, going through it now. I'm going to tell you this. Pump the brakes. It doesn't really sound like a traditional case. Not saying the woman lied. Not saying he, she is guilty or innocent. Just saying, let's hear more because it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up what she said to what she actually did. So let's pump the brakes there. But again, 9-11 is very, oh, yeah, that was sad. Oh, but, oh, my God, did you hear about but the Bahamas? Yeah, I did. The Bahamas is very, very tragic. It, it, what goes on down there, it's awful. 9-11 mm -hmm. should remind everybody, hey, we've got, so, we've got our own soul to worry about. 
not again, not advocating for anybody, not promoting anybody, not campaigning for anybody. But if you don't get Trump's simple message of, I'll help, but we have our, we have our own stuff to deal with. Everyone gets so lost with the wall and, oh, he wants to raise taxes. He lowered your taxes anyway, by the way. Oh, well, we're unemployed, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, he helped lower the unemployment rate. No big deal. But all these things add up to one simple thing. All I'm asking for, and don't do it for me. Do it really for yourself and your own family, because Speedy said something very important. Military, police, fire department, first responders, EMT, EMS. Um, if I'm forgetting anything, I apologize, because this is not something that should be forgotten. Any kind of civil service job. Hell, there's a street uh, 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 traffic guard that helps my girlfriend, wife, and son cross the street every day. I say thank you to her every single day. Her job might not be hard. Her job, I'm not, I don't know if it's hard or not. But she's taking time out of her day to help somebody else make sure their life is safe. That is arguably more important than, I don't know, coming here and talking about sports. No? Yes. Yes, it is. They are, we're not paid to we're just humans we're just human beings my message and I'm going to make this short because again it's a sports show and I'm sure right now Earl's losing his hair but just remember what made that day and the day after that feeling of that day because that day, and again, you were in first grade. I might have been in, I'm how five, fifth, sixth grade. That feeling of of uneasiness, yeah. of 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 shock, shock, uh, scared is a good word. I don't know if you guys travel much. I hate planes. I am afraid of heights to begin with. I have been on a plane once in my entire life. Well, no, twice. And I really, I dread it. I dread it a lot. I get very uneasy. I want to, I need a window seat. I'd like to see my demise if it's coming. But, again, I, I just ask that everyone put their differences aside. Because you did on that day, and 9-11, Ground Zero, the 9-11 Memorial, there are a lot of innocent people that you're really spinning on by doing that. And what I mean by that is we came together for them, and this country is being divided despite of them. And that's not fair to them, and it's not fair to the country at all. This country right now is a very hostile place, and you could argue it's sensitivity. You could argue it's, you know, just millennialism is what I call it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, for God, I, I'm actually millennial. 
trying to think of. Are you? You're Gen X, right? You're not a millennial. You're Gen X. I think I'm like the last year of it. If I, I think. I don't know. It, it, I, I thought somebody told me that the last year was '95 of millennial. Might have been. Technically, I don't know how they judge all that stuff, and I, I think people say different things for it anyway. Right. Like some millennial ends exactly at the end and '99. Like I've heard different things about it, so I think I am labeled as it, but. Like, I'm not the stereotypical one by any stretch. No, 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 no. Not the home stretch. See what I did there? Anyway. Um, I, I just ask that we get back to the basics and the fundamentals and um, we get back to being America again. Being able to say whatever you really felt without having people jump down your throat at any given moment unless you say something completely retarded then by all means open fire but uh, I do hope that we get back to being a country back to understanding and reasoning because it doesn't seem like we are there now and um, I, I 9-11 is a very serious thing and 9-11 is a day that will forever kind of tug at heartstrings and rightfully so um, that day was a sucker punch to this country's face and we'll never really recover from it as sad as it sounds but that day will uh, forever play a role in what we do moving forward uh, so with that being said I guess I don't take breaks. I think it's pretty well documented. I'm probably the worst at taking breaks in this network. But I also know making a transition from 9-11 to sports is impossible. And I also don't want to undermine everything I just said by being stupid and going right into sports. So we are going to take a quick break. Uh, unless you have any final words. No, I don't think you hit it at all. <laughs> well, thank you. And... um we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, sports, the stuff with bats and sticks. Um, we're going to talk about why I hate Major League Baseball. Ties in pretty well with 9-11. Well, I shouldn't say hate, but I'm mad at Major League Baseball. Uh, we're finally going to freaking review week one of the NFL, now that week two is literally starting already. Um, real qu- uh, You know what? Yeah, real quick, so that way we are not completely out of our minds. Uh, Panthers are Bucks. I got Panthers big tonight. Um, I think the Panthers will win this game by the skin of their teeth. Oh, really? I'd say 24-21. Graham Gano, 58-yard field goal. He's at, out for the year. Uh, it's Joey Sly is their kicker. Mm, all right, so maybe Tampa Bay will win. Um, just kidding. But they'll win by a field goal. For those of you who couldn't figure out the math, especially if Bruce Arians keeps doing this stuff. Mike Evans, throw it behind the line of scrimmage. That's always a good idea. Once in a while isn't bad, but not all the time. <laughs> well, ask Adam Gase how that worked. Again, I mean, we'll get Adam into Gase that. Gase did it all the time. There's a difference. Yeah, right. But, um, again, thank you for listening to my 9-11 rant. And uh, when we come back, we will dive into why Major League Baseball screwed up royally next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 
manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, welcome back to, oh man, Christian McCaffrey's got nice feet, huh? Um, welcome back to the home stretch as uh, the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers have started week two of the NFL season. And there's McCaffrey again. The Just Panthers wa- wearing some of my favorite alternates in the league. Yes, I would agree. Blue. Because, um, oh my God, what alternate? The Chargers alternate is now their regular jersey. The light baby blue. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I thought they still had the dark blue one, too. All right. But, um, no, no, that, that, that might be the alternate now. Oh, okay. But since Thursday night football is on, why don't we start there? Because everybody knows what it's time for. As Juan Lagares has ruined the hopes and dreams of many Diamondbacks fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, Speedy, whenever you're ready. Which we, we're starting with football? Yeah, might as well. All righty. I had a terrible week one, so we'll just start there. But um, the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, kicked off week two of the NFL season. They're tied at zero. There's about 10-12 left as uh, Devin White is down in severe pain. Uh, Carolina's at the 50-yard line. and I believe he was still playing with an illness, too, which didn't help. <laughs> no, probably not. But, uh, again, Devin White is down, and the Panthers – and Buccaneers are both 0-1 in the NFC South. But that's okay because the only team that won in week one was the Saints. So, in a great game. Cannot undermine that enough. It was a great game. And everyone's kind of overhyping Houston because of it, but that's fine. Uh, just so the football music can stay on, we'll now go to golf. <laughs> I understand. Uh, round one of the military tribute at the Grindbearer is on. It is at the Old White TBC at uh, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Your leader, and by the way, there's a $7.5 million purse, so everyone calm down with the jokes. Your leader is none other than the great Robbie Shelton, followed by Scott Harrington, uh, Mark Hubbard, Kevin Na, and Lonto Griffin. Lonto? Lonto. <laughs> like Lawn. Like Lang Toe. Lonto Griffin. I hope he wins. I did too. That is a cool name. <laughs> I hope he wins. But, um, yeah, that's it. That's all the non-football and golf stuff. We are now back into important Major League Baseball games. Um, so we'll start with uh, the, well, not one, but two, haha, just kidding, three New York baseball games that were on today. Uh, the Yankees, for those of you who didn't know, were playing a day-night doubleheader. Uh, they won the first one, 10-4. to As uh, all the offense chips in for that one. And they actually just got done with game two. They won that one, 6-4. As uh, CC Sabathia made his lawn away at the debut of the mound. And uh, the Yankees got a lot of cavalry today. A lot of cavalry, actually. Uh, it was announced today that Luis Severino will start on Tuesday against the Angels. And it appears that Giancarlo Stanton and Dylan Batances might not be far behind. And I believe there's somebody else that's going to be coming up too. Oh, Jordan Montgomery. I'm sorry. Jordan Montgomery too might be coming. Uh, Batances has uh, pitched a couple of shutout innings. The problem with Batances is he's not sniffing. 
the fastball he had before, which is a concern. But uh, New York Yankees will be looking to get everybody back before the end of the year. And then there's New York Mets. Blowing out the Arizona Diamondbacks 11 to 1. As uh, Juan Lagares went yard not once but twice. Cano went yard, but should have told you everything you need to know. Todd Frazier went yard. Uh, Nito went yard. Conforto went yard. You see on Nito's home run, they didn't even put the apple up in time. No. <laughs> right after the home run. They, every, all, all the apple operators must have been in shock. <laughs> Is that his first of the year? No, it's his, I believe, fourth. Again, no. he really only catches DeGrom's starts for the most part. And then, I guess today is a day game, so he caught. But uh, we'll get into that. No Syndergaard was right. He was uh, right. Yes. Really? Yeah, a pitcher should get the catcher he wants. Uh, let's go to, uh, uh, we'll go to the games that are over already. The Pittsburgh Pirates beat the San Francisco Giants 4-2. If only somebody could have told the Giants to sell everything when they had the chance. Wow, yeah. Sounds all right. That means... Major playoff implications. You know why? Because you're not in them. <laughs> Chicago Cubs and you, Darvish, for the first time as a Cub, looked good. I believe he struck out 14 Padres. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, the Cubs won 4-1 in a must-win game. The Mets, Cubs, Cardinals, and Nationals have to win out. You can't afford everybody else to lose now. Every team's got to win out. Uh, I think Cam was short, by the way, but we'll find out right now. The St. Louis Cardinals blew the doors off. The Colorado Rockies 10-3. That's a team that also needs to win out. Um... Whit Merrifield led Kansas City Royals beat the White Sox 6-3. Uh, this game has major, major playoff implications. Brewers beat the Marlins today 3-2. Huge win for them because it finally gives them the confidence we can win without Christian Yelts. Yeah. That is uh, that is a very sad, sad ending to a great season. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Tampa Bay Rays are tied at one with the Texas Rangers, but there are bases loaded and one out, and at the plate, we have Mike Zanino. He loves hitting Grand Slam. And the Nationals are up one nothing over the Twins, as NL MVP favorite right now, to me, has to be Anthony Rendon. Is his numbers that good? 334, 33 home runs, 115 RBIs. It's up there. I mean, right now it's between him, Bellinger, and Yelich. I mean, Yelich is gonna—he's not gonna miss that many games where it's. Yeah, Yelich might still win it anyway. <laughs> I'm fine with that, but if it's not gonna go to Yelich, it's gotta go to Rendon to make it. 33. Yeah, this—you see how good he is when he's healthy. That is definitely MVP caliber numbers. Yelich just might have too much on it. The Philadelphia Phillies, another team, must win out are beating the Atlanta Braves right now 5-4 to in the top of the fourth. Uh, this one is basically home run derby central. Uh, Ozzy Albies hit a home run to start the first inning with a Ronald Acuna on base. That made it 2-0. So what did Cesar Hernandez do? He returned with a leadoff home run by his own self. And then Scott Halsey and Gene Segura went yard, and then Adam Duvall went yard to answer that. All runs have scored on home runs in this game. It's absolutely fantastic. 
the Dodgers are taking on the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, somehow this game is one to one. I guess the Dodgers are uh, they're going playing into reserves. Probably. No, they're actually playing a pretty uh, full card here. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Bellinger's not. Bellinger should win it. His average is going to go south of 300. Yeah, his average is probably the thing that's holding him back right now, right now over Yelich, because the home runs are the same right now, and he only has nine more RBIs on a better team. So I don't know if that's distinguishable. So I would still give it to Yelich. So, but um. Yeah, they're tied at one as the Baltimore Orioles have so much to play for. So much. Uh, the, the Austin Red Sox are up 4 nothing over the Blue Jays. They are not out of the playoffs. But they're out of the playoffs, if you know what I mean. Uh, this team just, it, it, it's impossible to make up the room they have. It's, yeah. It's not going to happen. If it does happen, don't play. That's my question. And I believe I've hit every game I'm going to hit. Oh, no, that's a lie. The Reds and Mariners, they play at 10 o'clock. Oh, can't forget can't, about that. Yeah, nope. Now, how could I possibly Huge game. Forget? Everyone's going to be there. Yeah, this game has a ton of major playoff implications. Sonny Gray actually was throwing a no-hitter last night, so who are we to judge? Still major playoff implications. And there must have been lightning because everyone's going to the locker room. So Monday Night Football, I'm sorry, Thursday Night Football is being delayed. You know what that means? What you that? get to listen to me <laughs> longer. <laughs> this is great news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think so. Oh, yeah. Whenever stuff like this happens to a lesser um, talented team, oh, always okay. benefits. All right. Yeah. Benefits now fine. you know what they're going to do and you can game plan again. Carolina doesn't know what they're going to do yet because they had a three and out. Four and out. They went for it on fourth down. Tampa Bay punted. Oh, they meant Carolina. No, I meant okay. that. I think Carolina went three and out. No, that's around the world in sports. Brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 Motor Parkway, Hop Hog, New York. Uh, don't know the area code still. I really don't care what it is because you know the address. So, that's fine. Again, great food, great atmosphere, and you get to listen to me. Talk about sports. All day. No, I'm just kidding. Two hours a day. I can not I can do this all day. Trust me. That would be no problem at all. There's a reason I put my hat on just now. And no, it's not because I'm rude or anything like that. It, it ties into a very simple message, actually. So, uh, the opening of this show, for those of you who didn't listen... Uh, I kind of just gave, me and Speedy kind of just thanked first responders and everybody who was affected by 9-11 and stuff of that nature. Again, I can't dive too deep into it because then can't really get into sports after that. But uh, we did thank everybody and we did want to kind of send that message of that day still very impactful. Um, so yesterday, to tie this back into sports, uh, 9-11, the 18-year anniversary of, 17-year anniversary, 18th year of since, or because of, what, whatever, uh, the 17th year anniversary of it. No, it was the 18th year anniversary. Yeah, yeah I was right. Yeah. All right, there you go. Can't do math. It's okay. Um, so, the New York Mets were playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the New York Mets had put in a simple request 
to be able to wear the NYPD or N NYFD hats for Major League Baseball's uh, approval. Major League Baseball, for some stinking reason, to my knowledge, I do not know why, said no, you may not. Mm. So, um, Pete Alonso, captain, or is he actually captain, or no. people just anointing him captain? No, he's not captain. They don't have one right now. So, the New York Mets leader, Pete Alonso, uh, ordered the whole team special cleats for 9-11 with the symbols of the NYPD and YFD um, symbols and sayings and everything of that nature to honor those who were affected by 9-11. And at first I thought I had read Derek Jeter's name because that was a Derek Jeter-like move. And the reason I'm wearing this hat right now is actually a Yankee hat. Um, so before I get all the nonsense and all the BS of what I'm about to get, because I know I'm going to get it because I'm a Yankee fan and I know how we think. Stop being fans before you say a word. Mind you, Pete Alonso has backed up every ounce of play that Met fan. Last year, okay, around this time, Kieran and everybody else were talking about this kid, Pete Alonso, right? What did I tell every single Met fan to do? Pump the brakes. You overhype everybody. The kid might be a bust, for all we know. Calm down. Is that not basically the sentiment yeah. of the whole month of September? Even mid-May, when P. Alonso had already proven that he was going to be okay in the Major League Baseball, I still said, calm down. It's a phase. It's a fad. Stop. Again, I'll go to the judge. Yeah, you, not? Yes, you did say that. I didn't see it because of the way this, the style of the home runs were and the way his, his at-bats were. They looked professional. <laughs> I'm here to say right now, A, Pete Alonso, I'm sorry I was wrong. That took a lot for me, first of all. He could probably vouch for that. B, I'm going to ultimately tell you this right now from what I've seen of Aaron Judge and what I've seen of Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso will have a better career than Aaron Judge, and Pete Alonso will be a better New York leader than Aaron Judge. Pete Alonso is the next great New York captain. It was Messier, then it was Jeter. Next man up is Pete Alonso, not Aaron Judge. David Wright, I should have probably thrown that sentence, but unfortunately his career was kind of derailed by injuries after about three yeah. good seasons. So I don't know if you no, can throw him up three, there. No, more than three, but it was, I would say, probably six, seven seasons in, yeah. that, in the 2000s. Once, it, once the decade turned and he got that contract, then it all started going downhill after that from injury-wise. Um, what Pete Alonso showed me is that he is going to be a lot of leader. A lot of guys come to New York 
And they get a lot of hype. Carlos Beltran, Billy Wagner, Johan Santana, Pedro Martinez. Uh, who the Yankees get? Clemens, Randy Johnson, Mike Mussina. Uh, basketball. Uh, name all the Nick guys that came here and flopped. The uh, net guys, well, the Nets just recently got here. Um, the Rangers, you can name several New York Rangers that outlived and underperformed their contract. Uh, it's very hard as a kid to get called up and not only embrace, but just take on the role of the man in New York. It's very hard, it's very difficult. Me and Speedy have been having this debate now for about a month and a half about Zach Greinke. Should he have not came here? Should he have? I'm a firm believer of you go where your job tells you to go and you pitch the best you can. That's just how I think. But, uh, got to tell you, a lot of people can't come to New York. A lot of people can't do it. It's a very uh, mind-wracking thing. And to be drafted here, a lot of people say, oh, well, you get in- initiated, you get ingrained into the city. That ain't true. That's not true at all. Pete Alonso had a lot of hype. He, a lot of people basically put the franchise on this kid's back before he ever swung a bat in Major League Baseball. That, to be honest with you, that's actually harder than what Derek Jeter did. Derek Jeter was not living up to those. Derek Jeter didn't have those expectations. He got called up. They won a World Series. He was just kind of, over time, the guy that people looked at is, you know what, you you kind of started this whole thing. How much of that talent was already there? I'm just curious because I don't remember like, of exactly what? of the 90s Yankees, like the top talent. <laughs> uh, Jeter and Pettit and Rivera. Rivera actually got called up first, I believe, but he got sent back down because he was a failed starter. Okay. And then uh, they're actually going to trade him, if you read that report, which was bogus. Thank God they didn't. They were going to oh. trade him. <laughs> And uh, eventually, that somehow, they said, oh, we'll try you out as a reliever. And that cutter just came out of nowhere. And that's how that happened. 96 started everything, though. Posada got called up around then. Jeter was definitely there in 96. Pettit was there in 96 because he pitched the two big World Series games against the Braves. Uh, Rivera wasn't on that playoff roster, I don't think, because Wetland closed it out. So I want to say Rivera helped set up in 96 and then took over full-time in 97. So, But most of that team was there for 98. Okay. So were they, like, high-end prospects, though? Cause Jeter, Jeter, was, Jeter went in the first round. I know that. Jeter, I think, was fifth or fourth overall. But no one – thought he would turn out to what he was now. There's no way. He should have, if you go back to that draft, he's number one. He, he's the first name that you think of out of that draft. Well, of course. But no one thought Gene Michael was laughed at by some people saying that. We don't want to take this kid. Scrawny. Doesn't have the greatest athleticism, the greatest range. Derek Jeter is the, and I've said this, he's the greatest overachiever of all time. Him and Tom Brady, to me, are neck and neck. Brady was – Derek Jeter is actually comparable to Tom Brady. Put it that way. 
Brady was never supposed to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jeter was kind of, again, he was a first-round pick, but baseball draft picks are crapshoots. You go based on what your eyes tell you, and that's about it. But uh, Pete Alonso had a lot more hype coming up than Derek Jeter did. And I'm here to tell you, Pete Alonso has lived up to it quick. Real quick. Well, yeah, because he was the farm system. Right. Uh, that and the kid you traded to uh, Seattle for the Edwin Diaz. Dude. Right, but Kalanick wasn't going to be up for a long time. Though. Right, he's what, 19, 20? Yeah, he was going to come up probably in four years or something. <laughs> Pete Alonso was deemed untouchable. The right package came across for Derek Jeter, they probably would have traded him. But, again, I, I, really, I really appreciate what Pete Alonso did yesterday. And he, uh, Eli, Eli too. Eli's a good New York leader. We'll put Eli in there. Even though he was, he's, I, I think he doesn't really count because he didn't lead any of those teams. But I, I like what I saw from him. Pete Alonso, though. If the New York Met fans ever be boo Pete Alonso, you should all be fine. I'll tell you that right now. Plus, he tears his Achilles today, which he didn't. And nobody would boo anyone for tearing their Achilles. If you do that, you're no matter what fan you are, you're a scumbag. So, first time I've heard you curse. If a fan boos when someone tears their Achilles, yeah. But um, yeah, I I really think Pete Alonso is the next man up, and it's hard for me to say that because Aaron Judge should have been next man up, but. I don't know who the captain of this Yankee team is. I don't know who it is. I I wanted to say Sanchez. It's not him. I want to say Chapman, but he, he I don't think he can yeah, be Yeah, he's more of the fiery type. I don't know if he's like the, the what Alonzo is to the Mets. He's <laughs> like, to be honest with you, it was supposed to be Jacoby Ellsbury, but we haven't seen him <laughs> in two years. Jacoby. <laughs> I guess Judge is the leader right now, but I don't think he's – I don't know. I, I think he's too quiet. He, You know, he's the enforcer to me. Like, you better listen to this guy because I condone what he's saying and he's telling you I just – you just don't – you're not the talker. Tom Brady's the leader in New England. Derek Jeter was the leader in New York. Kobe was the leader in L.A. Jordan was the leader in uh, Chicago. LeBron's the leader wherever he goes. You don't win, but he'll lead. But, um, yeah, I, I really do think Pete Alonso is the next great Yankee captain. And to be honest with you, you haven't really had one of those since Piazza left. When he went to the Oakland A's, yeah, that's right, flashback. No one really stepped up and took his spot. David Wright did to a certain extent. Yeah, later on, I think. But I would even say that he didn't give you a long-term solution there. By the time he was captain, he got hurt. So, I... I really do like what I'm seeing from Pete Alonso. And, again, it's really hard to get drafted, get the hype, and then, oh, you're a rookie, here you go. Even Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge did not have – he had the hype of being the guy that's supposed to play right field every day. Aaron Judge didn't get the hype Aaron Judge has now until he started hitting home runs his well, rookie yeah. year. Sometimes that kind of thing can happen just so suddenly. Because Aaron Judge was a – was a good prospect, but he wasn't an A-grade prospect like Glaber Torres was, Gary Sanchez, guys like that. You know what? It might be Glaber. 
It might be Glaber. Glaber might be the leader in LA. I mean, the Yankees. That's good. That's a good point, Speedy. I think Glaber might be the leader now. Maybe. I mean, the guy's gonna hit 40 home runs. Good food for thought. But um, yeah. Thanks, Chicago. I don't know what you were thinking, but um, yeah, I, I really do like what I see from Pete Alonso, and I'm happy for the Mets. But that being said, you'll trade him for something stupid, but hey. Wow. They're the Mets. You screw up everything. Yeah, they don't trade their players. They just let them go. <laughs> well, the Yankees do need a long-term answer at first base. Uh, no. Good try, though. What? Good try. We'll trade you Greg Bird. <laughs> he fits every Met mold you could think of. <laughs> Injury-prone. Overrated. Good defender. Hey, hey think, of it, think of it this way, though. Wilson Ramos, probably the most fragile catcher in the league, comes to the Mets, the most fragile organization in the league, and he's been healthy the whole year. <laughs> That's just two negatives give you a positive. It's just bizarre, though. <laughs> well, think of it this way. Tim Tebow is God's son, has never been hurt playing football, goes to the Mets, sprains his ankle like two or three days in. Fair enough. Mm. There you go. All right, Speedy. So it's time to finally review these week one football games. Uh, so what I would like is for you to play some football theme music. Don't really care what it is. And I would like you to give me a random game so we can review it together and get this show on the road. A random game. Completely Keep random. the one o'clocks and the four o'clocks together. But All right. So I'll start with a one o'clock. The game of injuries, Chiefs, Jags. Um, I was wrong. However, there are huge takeaways from both teams. Uh, Nick Foles played okay. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. If you had any concerns about Pat Mahomes, I guess they were answered. I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, LaShawn McCoy looks great. Here's the thing with Kansas City. I still don't know, especially now, who your number one's going to be. Sammy Watkins had a tremendous day against A.J. Boyd. Tremendous. He tore them apart. Can you do that until Tyreek Hill gets back? Tyreek Hill's not going to be back probably until close to the end of the year. If he comes back at all. Some people think he's going to miss the rest of the year. I heard he's just going to miss a month. I don't think it's a day anymore. Well, he avoided the IR. I know that. But, uh, Travis Kelsey, I don't know. He didn't play great. Again, it's Jacksonville, so I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because their defense is phenomenal. Gardner Minshew. You don't know who he is? Well, you're about to because the kid's going to be their starting quarterback for the next month and a half. More than that. And uh, DJ Chark. We name all the Jacksonville receivers except DJ Chark, the one that has an amazing day. I'm surprised. Me too. I think both teams can't. Jacksonville has to control the clock. They have to do that. I don't think Jacksonville will finish last. I still expect 100 bucks. I still think Jacksonville will make the playoffs. You need to realize what your identity truly is. You are not a high-powered offense. You're not even a good offense. You're an average 
below average offense at best. I'm here to tell you, Jacksonville, you are not going to win any blowouts this year. Shootouts. You'll blow people out. Your defense will put up zeros. You need to play the best defense you possibly can. And you need to win every single gimme game you can get. You are going into Houston this week. It is a must win for you. A must win. You can't go 0-2 again. I'm sorry, you start off hot last year. You can't go 0-2. It, it, this, you, no, you can't do it. You cannot do it. I like what I saw from Minshew. I saw, I like what I saw a lot. Minshew's a skilled quarterback. He just, again, was very raw because he only played one year in college because he was behind Luke Falk for three years at Washington State. And that's what I say about that. Speedy, game number two. All right, one that I don't think we were surprised at the result, but how high scoring it was, Eagles-Redskins. Anyone got Case Keenum jokes now? Speedy? What? Got any Case Keenum joke? Hey, Mike Guido, the quarterback whisperer, you got any Case Keenum jokes? Hmm. I didn't think so. He played well for a quarter. <laughs> he played well for an entire game. I don't know what you're talking about. But that's fine. I'll give him credit on the deep throws, but that's about it. Oh, well, here's great news. Gary Sanchez is going to go back to New York. Hmm. Time to move him away from the first catcher, don't you think? His first base open. Oh, actually, no. Luke Boyd. It's all right. They should trade him. I didn't say to trade Gary Sanchez. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was taking a shot as whoever did last year. Well, you know who said it last year. You're right. Normally, normally when I say trade him, it usually means you, but not this time. Are they heading back onto the field again? Well, if it says projected to resume at 9.05, that's four minutes from now. Oh, all right. Calm down, Jackass. Anyway, um... My concern is when it has to, by the way, I hate to say this, Jeff, you might have been 100% on the money with Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, McLaren, McLaurin, McLaren, whatever. Um, I fear for the Washington Redskins is just quite simply without a, first of all, Adrian Peterson should never been inactive, that's a joke, but you need Darius guys to be healthy if you're going to do anything. Anything, because he is the best running back your team has. And to be honest with you, I think he's the best offensive weapon your team has. Philly, start off slow. And once Carson Wentz got the rust off, my God, my God, off to the races. MVP, like, mm, remember that? Because Carson Wentz was going to win an MVP. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Deshaun Jackson's back at home playing tremendous football. And uh, I expect you to roll over Dallas. Not this week, but just in general, all season long. I expect you to roll over Dallas. Next game, Speedy. All right, one that we both got wrong, and it was more of a blowout than we expected. The Falcons looking badly against the Vikings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's what I want to say. Dalvin Cook looks like he's finally ready to be what you thought he would be, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge step for the Vikings. 
here's the problem. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 10 times and not even 100 yards. Well, Dalvin Cook was that good. They didn't need him to. Mm, I think something's wrong in paradise. This really? week shows a lot. No, I listen, you go 5-25 and 25 against losing teams, and now Dalvin Cook's getting the lead touches. Something's wrong. Well, Dalvin Cook also was so good that they just kept going to him, and also that Falcons offense is so good. Like, wouldn't you think they would have a more of a running game plan to keep him off the field? Could be. Should be. Uh, my real concern from this game is, A, that Viking defense, are you going to ever be good again? They proved a lot, though. No, I, I, I know they have. And Matt Ryan, what the hell were you doing? Two terrible picks. If Atlanta's going to be what everyone thought they were going to be this year, you ha- you cannot be average. You have to be phenomenal. Their line should be, should play a little better. Granted, the Vikings' D-line is great, but they should play a little better than that if they claim to be improved the way they should be. And they got to run a little better, too. The thing with the Vikings, though, is that defense can be great if they had the one weakness solved that they had last year. Their number two and number three corner spots were not very good last year. They played very well in that game. Calvin Ridley had one big catch, and that was really it. Mike Hughes first. Mm -hmm. Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, those are the guys that played well. No David Rhodes. David Rhodes played great, too, though, on, on Julio. Anyway, game three, Speedy. Well, that was game three. Game four. This is now game four. All right, let's go to another big surprise. A game that we were both wrong on again, and a game that wasn't expected to be this big of a blowout. The Tennessee Titans handing it to the Cleveland Browns. Game five, Speedy. No, wow. right. no, 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 I'll do it. God forbid one of my playoff teams does well. <laughs> what? The Titans. I told you the Titans were going to be a bubble playoff team. Oh, okay. I don't think, I think they're going to be second. Okay. Oh, James Winston's thinking again. No, <laughs> no. Just hike the ball, buddy. Uh, I think they're arguing about what side of the field they were facing. Well, that's true. The last play was right around midfield, so they're not going to move much, but they're just trying to figure it out. That might be heads-up play by James Winston. Well, it, makes right. it, it could make a difference with the wind, especially if it was just raining now. It's probably windy there, so. A.J. Brown looked great. Great pick. Delaney Walker looks like he's back. Um, defense looks real, real good. Kevin Byard, Malcolm Butler, my man. Uh, Logan Ryan, basically any ex-Patriot, just name them. They played great. Deion Lewis did not. I'll mention his name. Um, Derrick Henry did, though. Yeah, what? I said Derrick Henry did, though. Well, right, but he's not an ex-Patriot. Oh, I think it's was Marcus Mariota continues to prove everything I said. As long as he's healthy, Tennessee will be fine. Here's the problem. Cleveland, get ready. Oh, I don't want to do this. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he played good. He played actually very good. You and Rashad Higgins and David Njoku are actually going to get a pass. That's it. That's it. 
Odell, you played fine. Just take off the stupid watch, my friend. I don't bash you for anything. Just take off the stupid watch. I get people pick on you unfairly, but guess what? You kind of bring it on to yourself now. Just stop the stupid watch. Nick Chubb played great. Nick Chubb also played really good against a really good running defense. So that, Baker, my man. Baker, Baker. If he can't do it, nobody can. You got to play better than that. Yeah. You got to play better than that. You are not the reason you lost. You're the reason you got blown out, though. He was the second reason I thought they lost. I think the offensive line was still the primary. Well, that that trade for Odell might blow up in their face. Because Kevin Zietler looked really good last uh, not Sunday night against Dell. Well, it was really the, off, the outside of that defensive line that did it for the Titans. Cameron Wake had two and a half sacks. Harold Landry had a sack and a lot of a lot what of pressures. What a catch. They need, the, they need the tackles to start playing better. I don't know who that was. That was it looked like it was Cameron Bray. That was phenomenal. That was also a pretty good throw by Tim. Can you hear me? But I really am sick of the signal. Oh, you should get a little closer. Peyton Parker, there you go. All right. But, um, yeah, uh, Cleveland... I don't want to say this is a must-win for you against the Jets, but golly, it's a must-win for you, we too. You can't have all that hype and then go, start the game. It'll just escalate into a giant snowball. You need to come in here and slap the Jets in the mouth, but I will get into that tomorrow. Uh, next game, speed. All right. Uh, I, won't, I won't have you do two tough ones in a row, so we'll go to this one. The Rams and Panthers. Close game. Good game. Very good game. Um, I'll start with Carolina. There's a lot of things I like. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. Defense. I understand you went up against the reigning number one offense in the NFL. I'm going to give you a little bit of a pass. Played bad. I'm going to give you a pass. They did well for the most part. I think they could have done a better job against the run, though. I'm surprised. It's funny you mention that. Because... My giant takeaway from this game is actually about the Rams. You won the football game. I'm very concerned for you going forward. 14 carries for Todd Gurley. Played phenomenal. Not saying Todd Gurley didn't look great. Todd Gurley looked very good. Mind you. Reports came out, the Rams going into this season blind about his knee. They have no idea. Arthroscopic knee does not go away. It just, some days it's easier to deal with than others. Todd Gurley looks very good against Carolina. Next week might not be that way. And Jared Goff. Me and Errol disagree. Not good good against interior rush. Me and Errol disagree on everything. Except Jared Goff. 110 million dollar man. Those teams go over 200 yards. Not good against interior rushes. Panthers are the best one in the league. Well, I got news for you. I don't think any interior rush is going to be all that hard to get through that offensive line right now. That is uh, true. I agree with that. But I, I 
That's and a very concern for the Rams going forward. That's a tough test right away for that kind of new look line. I mean, Austin Blythe, their uh, second year guy, played very well last year, but now he's like the best guy there right now. All I'm saying is I'm very concerned for the Rams moving forward. Very concerned. Next game, please. All right. We'll save your other torture one for last. Bills, Jets. Oh, I think you think I'm... Oh, yeah, that's right. The last 1 o'clock game after Bills, Jets. Yeah. I forgot. I'm going to have to eat crow one more time. Although I got the game right, ironically enough. Yeah, um, that's not what we're referring to. No, we're not. And Nick Senzel's out for the year, too. Damn. Damn. Ooh, two injuries in one year. Yikes. That could be a problem labor. for him. A torn labrum, that's yeah. a big problem. And he's supposed to be a shortstop. That's not um, Bill's Jets. Both teams are exactly what I thought they were. They really are. The New York Jets are a defense ground and pound team. The Bills, very great defense team. Don't know where their offense is going to come from, but it's going to depend a lot on Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked like crap the first half. Let's just call spade a spade. He looked awful. However, in the fourth quarter, he looked really, really good. Finally really, really good. Outside of the field. He looked. Listen, I still say it's going to be Baker, Sam, Josh, Lamar Jackson, in that order. Did I forget a quarterback? Well, there's two Joshes if you're judging the draft. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I still say it's going to be Baker, Sam, Rosen, Allen, Jackson. In that order. However, I, I'm starting to kind of like this Josh Allen. Tough, gritty, never counts him out. He went in last year, won a big game on the road, winning in the Meadowlands against the division rival to start the year. Very impressive. The Jets had a lot of fans there. They got a lot of hype. That's a good win. New York Jets, it's your turn. This loss is 120% on you. You should have won the game. C.J. Mosley is exactly what I said he was. The best offseason acquisition in the NFL. He's a linebacker, but he's also the quarterback of the defense. He is a top three interior linebacker in football. He's phenomenal. He had a pick six on his second drive as a Jet. Greg Williams is going to use him masterfully. Adam Gase, you're a jackass and a moron. This game is on you. Sam Darnold should not be throwing blank side passes on the line of scrimmage to guys that have no big playability. That's first and foremost. Second of all, you can't go three and out and take about 90 seconds off the clock when you're trying to prevent the other team from scoring and they're getting hot. You want to hold on to the football. Le'Veon Bell said he wanted 50 touches. He didn't even give him half that. You gave him a third of that. You gave him 17. He was good. He was good with his targets. He was good. James Crowder had 14 catches. You know what that means in the NFL? You should have close to 200 yards. He didn't even have 100 yards. He had 99. What does that tell you? You're not opening up the field. So, yeah, they put 12 in the box and said stop. This game is 100% on Adam Gase. I know Errol likes to think that it's on the offensive line not playing together. But guess what? That the was my primary thing, too. Sure, but the offensive line played pretty good together after the first two quarters were over. Sam Donald's running around for dear life, but I got news for you. Sam Donald made pretty good throws on the run. Here's the other thing. 28 completions, not even 200 yards. 
you got to open up the playbook, and you got to trust in your quarterback. Adam Gase, week one's on you, and I blame you. Go ahead, Speedy. Let's get this over. All right. Ravens, Dolphins. Yep. Oh, here we go. So, let me just start off by saying this. Ignore what you see from Josh Rosen this year. Ignore it. They just got wiped off the face of the earth at home against one of the worst offensive teams, presumably in football, to start with. And on three passes, he had a pick against one of the best secondaries ever assembled. That's fine. Here's the ultimate problem. Ryan Fitzpatrick, whatever. Uh, I'm trying to take a highlight out here for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, some of your young pass rushers got after the quarterback. That's, that's good. Uh, Christian Wilkins looked okay. Yeah, that's Their good. run defense against the running backs themselves weren't bad. Uh, Mark Ingram on 14 carries averaged about eight yards carry. Yeah. That's not good. But, like, as a whole, like, we're thinking the Ravens, 150-something yards, the team running, and they did they did all right. Ingram was really the only one. Like, they were expecting Justice Hill. They were expecting Gus Edwards. Lamar Jackson even running. You went in, in, in. They held them. It was really only Ingram. Uh, Devil White's been ruled out for the rest of the game. Ooh. That's hurting. Speaking of hurting... We'll get to what Speed's referring to. Lamar Jackson. 17 of 2,324 yards and five touchdowns. And Mark Ingram, 14 carries, 107 yards and two touchdowns. Then Robert Griffin III went hey. 6, 55 yards and a touchdown. For those of you keeping track at home, that is a combined eight touchdowns. So RG3 has more touchdowns this year than Mitch Trubisky. Who would have thought? Might end the year that way, too. Uh, let's make this a little bit easier on myself. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Welcome to the NFL, kid. That was phenomenal. He's Ooh, the best. Hayden Hurst. Good job. He's the leading receiver in his family. He might be the only one in his family that plays a game of football this year. So, let's go. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. I really didn't want to even give you kudos because it is the Miami Dolphins and you did throw the ball 20 times. But when asked after the game how you felt about what people would say about you and your critics, you said, well, some might say I'm not a quarterback still, but that wasn't bad for a running back, now was it? And we all know how I feel about getting shaded. So congratulations, kid. I absolutely think now you can start in the NFL. Good job for you. That was a hell of a performance. Uh, do I think you're going to be this your entire career? Absolutely not. Nobody will be. Hell, Tom Brady didn't do this his whole career. But you will absolutely flourish with John Harbaugh. And uh, I apologize for doubting you. The problem is the other guy on the opposite side of the field I still say is better than you. And the other four guys in your draft I still say are better than you. But that's fine. You are a star yeah, the in the NFL. The Ravens have a chance to draft him. <laughs> what the Ravens didn't have a chance to draft him with the other guys. Rosen? No, I, don't, I think Jackson was. They traded up to get him, remember that. I, don't I know that, that, but they they had a late, late pick anyway, so. <laughs> All right, here we go. Four o'clock games. Four o'clock games. All right, let's go to the team that is playing now against your 49ers. Jimmy, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Um, he looked all right. 
I have some concerns. Uh, defense looks good, which is what I majorly take out of the game. As my phone, I think this guy on not good. But uh, yeah, it did. All right. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy G looked good uh, for some parts. The defense is really what I was impressed with. And I really think that the running game will pick up as the season goes along. The offensive line looked great. And um, I still say San Francisco is a dark horse to win everything. Uh, we'll see if their secondary can do it again. It's definitely interesting the way they did well against the those receivers. But I think that was also more Jameis Winston just being dumped. <laughs> I mean, the so Richard we'll Sherman see. kick was a nice play by Richard Sherman. Oh, I'll, yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll just see it as a team unit if they can do it the whole season. That is a good start for them if they can get it, though, because they definitely still have the front seven Jason Barrett's, Jason Barrett's health. That's it. If Jason Barrett stays healthy and Richard Sherman could be a number two, that team's going to be pretty good. All right. So close to them reliving their close game issues, but they hang on and win in overtime. Chargers, Colts. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looked nice. I think that uh, Jacoby Brissett really benefited from Andrew Luck being hurt because he got most of the reps. So Luck retirement didn't really throw anything off because he was taking all the reps. However, this is what I said to start the year. You're going to lose all the close games you were supposed to win because Andrew Luck would have won that game. I think you finished last in this division now. Marlon Mack looked good, which is good for you. The offensive line is going to be the offensive line. I didn't doubt the offensive line. But again, that defense, again, it's the Chargers, so I'm not really knocking it too much, but that defense didn't look how it looked last year. Again, it's a small sample size, so we're going to ignore it. But we will uh, definitely keep an eye on that for week two. Definitely keep an eye on that. Who are they playing? The Chargers. Uh, the Chargers. The Colts are playing the Titans. Yeah, that's that is a um, underrated team. That is a very underrated team, and that means to be even saying this. Marcus Mariota is really the key to the whole thing. He's healthy. I love him. If he's not healthy, I don't like him. Patriot Way travel. Anyway, um, my takeaway is that the Chargers are just that damn good, and actually, that's a really good win to start the year for them because you now kind of all right. We can win in overtime. We can win these types of games that playoff teams need to win. So that, that's a good win for the Chargers going forward. That's you would it. hope. You would hope. All right. This one was surprisingly close, but ended up the way everyone expected. Bengals and Seahawks. Andy Dalton looked freaking great. The Red Rifle looked freaking good. Okay, uh. Matty Caps. Yeah. By the way, he's oh, your was, leading passing. That, that was fun earlier when he had to he had to praise him, and then he actually actually picked the Bengals. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. How the hell did that work? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, it was. He great. looked great. Andy Dalton looked absolutely amazing against a good defense. That is, that's something else. That was immaculate. Just imagine if they had AJ Green. But um, Joe Mixon, his injury is going to eh, – I, I don't know. That, that team just has so many moving pieces. The defense looked okay too. Here's the thing about Russell Wilson. Everyone's going to go, oh, he didn't throw up 200 yards. Russell Wilson has those games. It's just how they win games. Russell Wilson picked it up when he needs to pick it up. I'm not concerned about Russell Wilson at all. That's just Seattle's way of playing. I don't get it. But Cincinnati is a good secondary too. Yeah, William Jackson. I, nice. I think their pass rush was all right too. I, 
Oh, yeah, they, they still have Dunlap and Geno Atkins, which are good. Even their yeah, young ones are good. Carl Lawson, I thought, looked good. Yeah, uh, the well, Carl Lawson, good. Yeah. Carl Lawson's been – people have been waiting for that kid to come around now for, what, four or five years. Yep. So that's that's important for them. Uh, I love William Jackson. Uh, Jesse Bates, I think, is going to be really good. And then I'm trying to think of – I like uh, Patrick, Kirk or Patrick. Trey Kirkpatrick. Trey Kirkpatrick. I like him. He's definitely a two. But, hey, I mean, if you're a really good number two, someone's going to give you number one money. So don't sneeze at that. Um, I, I like the secondary. I think it's kind of similar to the giant boat. They have four good DBs, and then they got nothing else up front, which probably might be next. I don't know. But, um, again, Andy Dalton looked great. Cincinnati's offense is definitely going to put points on the board. You're still finishing last in that division. But I like what I saw from you. You looked better than Pittsburgh did, but that's foreshadowing. Anyway, um, yeah, so all in all, that game kind of went how expected. Seattle will get better. They always play sloppy the first couple weeks. Yeah. Not really a concern of mine at all. I just thought they really matched up well in this game, but Cincinnati gave it a lot. Oh, yeah. Tyler Lockett, by the way, and DK Metcalf. Oh, boy. He looked good, too. So a lot of good takeaways from both teams. I'm surprised the... Seahawks weren't able to run as much as they, they would have, too. So I'll give the, you oh, gotta give the Bengals credit there as well. Man! Oh, Carolina special teams needs to talking to. Tampa Bay almost got the ball back at like 15 yard line. Oh, uh, Mossapan? Yeah, watch this. Whew! That's Chris Berman says. And that's Ray Ray McLeod's second stupid decision with the football. Yeah. So. He's de- he might get a talking to later, but Steve Smith might grab him too and say, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, good takeaways from the Seahawks and things. All right. Oh, by the way, why the hell did you cut Jeff Driscoll for? But anyway, go ahead. Ryan Finley's a good backup, I guess. I, just... uh, I, I don't know. I thought Jeff Driscoll was a nice uh, wild option to have. All right. Uh, let's go to the tie. Lions and Cardinals. I hate ties. It's a stupid rule, and it's a stupid thing to wear on a nice college shirt. Anyway, <laughs> I will say this. Um, Matt Stafford reminded everybody he's the man. Troy Hawkinson, you owe me an apology. Troy, what the hell do I call him Troy? TJ Hawkinson, you owe me an apology. The kid was absolutely a perfect fit for Detroit. All right, I was worried, wondering if Stafford would use him. Oh, he used them all. He used them. That's fine. But, um... That's first and foremost. Uh, the guys that I thought were going to pick it up, picked it up. on Johnson looked good. Kenny Galladay looked good. Uh, obviously, Hawkinson, the offensive line looked good. Uh, the defense outside of Darius Slay didn't really impress me that much. But uh, that's Matt Patricia's specialty. Trey Flowers looked good. I like Trey Flowers. I like the guys up front. They did a good job of stopping David Johnson. Uh, Kyler Murray looked like crap the first three and a half quarters. He looked good in the fourth quarter in overtime, but again, an, a below average or average defense, tired, at home. He showed you glimpses. Yeah, I get that, but to be a number one pick, you cannot do that. You better be consistent. Oh, Baker was consistent. Baker Mayfield had so much more turmoil than Kyle Murray has had. I don't know I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury's system to me didn't look overly great. And here's the thing. 
Larry Fitzgerald barreled out Kyler Murray. Let's call it spade a spade. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald played fantastic. Larry Fitzgerald's probably player of the game. As another critic of Kyler Murray, I will say this, though. I, you, you got to give him credit for his mental stability, though. No, he's a tough kid. I, I never doubted his mental stability. I didn't know if he could last in the NFL. But he keeps getting hit like that. I don't know. But all in all, you didn't win, you didn't lose. So I guess week one starts Saturday, Sunday, uh, whatever. But, um, again, the biggest takeaway of this game, get rid of the tie. Get rid of the tie. All right. Last four o'clock, Giants-Cowboys. Here we go. Dak Prescott is playing like a man that won $40 million. He looked really good, did he not? I mean, let's call it spade a spade. Yeah, the Giants' defense is eh, but Dak Prescott still had to make all the throws. Here's my takeaway from the game. Uh, Dow should not have won that football game. Zeke Elliott didn't look great, but he'll get it together. I'm surprised Zeke even played, honestly, but... Let's, let's, let's dive into this, and you might like this. How does a running back average 11 yards of carry and you give it to him 11 times? Saquon Barkley was the best player on the field. It wasn't even close. The man had 11 carries for 120 yards, and the Giants stopped giving him the ball. What the hell are you thinking? Oh, by the way, all these quarterback Alex. My man, sorry about big play sports, buddy. I'm talking to you right now, the worst quarterback in football, huh? He looked really good. Really good. Told everybody, Eli ain't the problem. The problem is the offensive line. They adjusted the offensive line, they gave him a running back, and oh, look at that. Eli Manning played good. Huh. Surprise, surprise. Man, does this microphone work? Yeah. Maybe people should start listening to the crazy guy. Pat Shermer? I really doubt your head coaching ability. I, I really do. You had a failed run the first time, and you looked really confused Sunday night. Your defense hasn't improved at all. It's actually gotten worse. You let Collins walk. You traded Odell. Sterling Shepard is nice. Golden Tate is suspended. Evan Ingram looked great, like I said he would. I'm surprised he did that well in that game, though, against those linebackers. Well, yeah, that, that I think just means he's ready to emerge as, like, a number one wide receiver type option. This could be, like, a George Kittle type year for him. But, again, my main takeaway is you give your best player the football. Look at that. The Jets and Giants both lost because they did not give their star running backs the football enough. Do you think Saquon would have made up for the 18 or whatever points they were down, though? No, but if Sa- they didn't stop. It's not like Saquon Barkley was getting two, three yards at the line, and then all oh, he had a big play and, you know, bounced. No, I'm not saying he was inconsistent as a runner. I don't think he was as consistent as we've seen him in the past, but, like, the Giants being down, I think, at one point, 28 to 10, and... Obviously, the final score is 35-17. Do you think, like, giving him that many more carries would have made up three scores, though? No, not at all, but it takes the score out of Dallas's hand. You control the clock. That's what it's about. And guess what? The longer you hold on to the football, the more out of sync Dallas would have gotten. You kept giving three and out, three and out. Well, not three and outs, but 
I'm sorry. What did, what did you really expect? Saquon Barkley wasn't stopped in that game. You stopped him. You give your best option, option the ball. Christian McCaffrey, they give him about, what, 20, 25 carries a game and target him 12, 13 times as a receiver? Because they're limited offensively, and so are the Giants. Give Saquon the ball. That's all I got. Dallas, Dallas did what Dallas always does. I thought the Giants would go in there and put up a fight. They put up a, somewhat of a fight. But they, they kind of screwed themselves. You give your best player the ball. All right. So now to the primetime games. Oh, yeah. Did we do the Thursday yet? or? Uh, Thursday we did Friday. Okay, so we don't need to do that then. So let's go to the one that we were right about. Both of us were the only ones that picked the blowout. Yes, and we got laughed at. Yep. Uh, I said 28 nothing. Um, out of generosity, I gave them a touchdown, and God damn it, am I mad that I did that. I really should have just stuck to my guns and gave them 28 nothing. Um, you had what? 41 I had 41 13. Oh. Well, so you were a lot more off than I was. But uh, what do you say about the best team in football? The New England's by far the best team in football. They had no Nikhil Harry. They had no Antonio Brown. They had no Gronk. They dominated a team that everyone thinks is going to win the AFC North. And it wasn't close. Tom Brady, uh, Max Kellerman, this cliff. I suggest you start making one for him because he's not finding it anytime soon. Uh, he looked phenomenal. Josh Gordon reminded everybody he's a top five receiver if he's playing on the field. Um, it, it was an absolute team obliteration. Julian Edelman looked great still. New England is just New England, and they will forever be New England until Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Edelman, Gronk, and everybody just pack up and leave. And I'm telling you right now, Rob Gronkowski's unretiring. He he keeps talking too much for me. 20 concussions, and I'm I believe him when he says that. Uh, that's unfortunate. I really believe that he's going to be back. At this point, I think he's talking himself out of playing because I think he wants to come back. He'll be back. They'll go on a Super Bowl run and they'll win. Just wait. My I would norm. I actually have Miami. I was going to take Miami for the, the, the spread's 18 and a half points. Miami might lose by double that. This is the best team in football. It's not remotely close. That defense, that secondary, there's no weakness on this team at all. I told Jeff this. I'll tell everybody else this. If, if Antonio Brown plays the whole season, Gronk unretired, this team's going undefeated. They won't lose a game. They have the best running back core. They have the best quarterback, the best offensive line coach, the best outside wide receivers. The young pass rushers look great. By the way, everyone was raving about Darius Leonard, and rightfully so. You know who I thought was defensive rookie of the year until he got hurt? Jaquan Bentley. Who got hurt? He's back now. Dante Hightower, too. It's, it's, it, oh, my God. I could go on and on. New England looked great. Pittsburgh, you looked awful. Big Ben looked confused. Uh, James Washington doesn't look like he's going to be what I thought he would be. But, again, Big Ben called him out all year, so who the hell really knows if he wants to do I that. think he was also misused, though, because it seemed like he was only targeted on the same streak route every time. Well, that's on Big Ben. For the play calling. Well, either one. Um, yeah, I, I got to be honest with you guys. Josh, uh, uh, not Josh, James Conner didn't look like he was going to replace Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. I could have told you that's not going to happen. 
Your offensive line, it was good, but didn't matter because the rest of the field was taken away. You're not going to be as good as people think. I told you you'll finish third. You might finish second just because Cleveland might not perform up to my standards, but you're not making the playoffs. And I'll say this too, this is going to be the first losing season that Big Man ever had. I agree. All right, we'll save the great game for last. So we'll go to the Broncos Raiders now. Uh, Derek Carr looked like the Derek Carr that I keep telling people he is. He's not a below-average quarterback. He's not an average quarterback. He's an above-average quarterback. Why everyone hates Derek Carr, I still don't understand. I still don't know. That is um, really where I stand with this. Derek Carr is a phenomenal quarterback, and I think now he's kind of relieved he doesn't have to feed Antonio Brown the ball. Tyrell Williams is a good wide receiver. I like Seth Roberts. Uh, they had a good tight end who played very well against the Broncos. And Josh Jacobs looked pretty good. I don't know if he was a first-round pick pretty good, but he played well enough to start the NFL. Had two touchdowns, I believe. Uh, bad news about John Abram and Garen Connolly. That, yeah. That's a big loss. Very big loss. I think you'll be spunky all year, but I still don't see you winning many football games. I think you'll be close but I don't think you're there yet. John Gruden is building something, and this year he knows he's not winning nothing. Denver, I really like what you tried to do. Um, with Flacco, the young receiver, the defense relies solely on Von Miller, and that was evidently clear. Chris Harris, best days are behind him. I don't think he played that, though. No, he didn't play that. I think it was that other corner, uh, up that really struggles. That's fine, but I don't, again, I'm a firm believer in you trade something while it has value. Chris Harris, Chris Harris has to go somewhere. Not, not, I don't know that how, needs how good his value was. He just got, he had a bad, bad injury last year. Well, right, but he played all right. He, he's now shown that he can play. It's not, that's not going to affect him at all. But um, I do say this. I had Oakland finishing last. It could be Denver. I went back and forth on it all offseason. I did have well, Denver. I had a tie, so. <laughs> well, they was... might. I had them both 6 and 10. They might. They very well might. But I will say this. I am uh, I'm uneasy about both teams going forward. At All least right. Oakland's building something. Denver's got to tear it down. And that starts by trading Fox All right. Last one. The game of the week. Texans and the Saints. Game of the week. Game of the year. That's going to be a top five game of the year regardless. Saw four game-winning drives in about five minutes. Um, but again, ultimately, I didn't see Kenny Stills played good, but that was just him trying to be better. Kenny <laughs> Stills revenge game. Uh, right. Duke Johnson played okay. Um, kind of like Joe McCoy now. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he's penciled this one in for a while. Just like Terrell Suggs on Sunday too. Terrell Suggs wants the Ravens. Uh huh. That probably that'll be harder. <laughs> well, yeah. Which, I don't know how much snaps he'll get. But um, Drew Brees, you look great. Michael Thomas looked great. Alvin Kamara looked okay as a running back. He looked great as a receiving back. Uh, Traquan Smith, you better emerge as a two. 
Jared Cook looked like him and Drew Brees are going to get along just fine. Same defense still worries me. Outside Marshawn Lattimore, I don't know really what we have in the front seven. Sheldon Rankins didn't really do that much against a terrible offensive line. Well, they were running outside, I think, more right. as a whole. I think they were trying right. to avoid him. Um, Houston, I just don't see that much. Uh, your defense, J.J. Watt made things very difficult. You definitely stopped the running game pretty good. I, 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 this is a game that Super Bowl winners look back on. And yeah, that set the tone. The New Orleans Saints had a great game. Great game. That is a game kind of like what the Chargers did earlier. Saints and Chargers just had their first sniff of the playoffs in week one. That, that's going to be a huge momentum getter later in the year. New Orleans Saints backed up everything I said they were. They're going to be a Super Bowl threat. And the Houston Texans, I don't – you and the Colts, I think, still battle it out for last. But you're going to be competitive. I never said you weren't going to be competitive. Sean Watson just can't run around for his life. But if they get that kind of running, though, because they had good, efficient running when they were running against a defense in the Saints that was number one against the run last year, that has to be promising. Yeah, absolutely. But, again, they might not game plan for the run. Yeah, I believe that to an extent, too. But if the talent is there, usually they can adjust. I'm sure last year there were plenty of games they didn't game plan for the run either. So you're looking at a case where it is that to an extent, but the front seven talent being there, you would have still figured it would have been harder for Johnson and for Hyde to be able to run the way they did. And they were both very efficient. Oh, well, Ray Ray McLeod just made up for all the dumb mistakes he made. Yes, he did. Wow, that was a nice turn. That was, what, 50 yards? Yep, something like that. And that is to recap of week one. Uh, we're going to preview week two tomorrow. Everybody else did it already. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, I think. So, what else did I have on the agenda, Speedy? Uh, I believe that was it. Uh, oh, no, you wanted to talk about Steven Strasburg opting out. We'll save that for tomorrow, too. Okay. All right. So, when we come back, we're going to take another break. Uh, because Errol Marks told me so. <laughs> Just came, my phone's dead. But I am the only one that actually listens to that guy, so kudos. But, um... When we come back, it's Speedy's turn. Speedy's Playhouse, I'll strangle him. I don't know, but I guarantee you the A-pluses keep rolling in next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And, and, and now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the home stretch here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy Petey here eventually with Tyler Harrison. He's Sorry, returning a, uh, a baseball that he found on the producer's table. Not a real baseball, a, a, a soft, like... All the stupid things to say with Errol Marks listening, that might have been one of them. Okay. Nevertheless, for those who can see it, it's one of these... So show soft. Errol what I was throwing. Oh, God. 
this is the teacher trying to get you written up. That's what this is right now. Oh, yeah. No, he was throwing that right over there. That giant brick. Giant brick. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Somebody else is here. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, you know tomorrow's Friday the 13th? No. Two, uh, almost two hours from now is Friday the 13th. <laughs> I'm kind of scared to be here by myself. Oh, Errol's paper. I should not lose this. No, you should not. You should not lose this. So, the main reason I'm introducing the segment is it is Speedy's Playhouse time. Normally it is Wednesday, and normally it gets pushed back for caller purposes, but today it was pushed back, or this week it was pushed back because you were not here yesterday. So, again, I don't see a single grade lower than an A+. Plus. I mean an A. I gave you an A-. No, I gave you a B plus when you forgot Aaron Donald. <laughs> Oh, here's a B plus again. Yeah, that's when you forgot Aaron Donald. No, you've been besides that B plus, I think you've gotten an, an A minus or higher every time in the last month or so. A plus, A. Yeah. A. Oh, yep, there it is, right there. I didn't even write the grade down. All right, Speedy, go ahead. All right, so we're gonna start with baseball because the baseball one was my favorite. So this stat was is something when I saw it. So Bruce Bochy got his. Got a win against the Pirates. I think it was Tuesday night. And that, at that point, it made his managerial record 1,995 wins and 2,019 losses. This is his last year, the 2019 season. He started in 1995. Holy crap. So, yeah. That's, insane stat. That's ironic. I literally retweeted when I found out about it. Just retire Did now. Did you really? When, when I found out about it, obviously from someone else's Twitter account, but when I found out about it, I, I quote tweeted whoever it was, and I said, all right, just retire now. This is pretty insane. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I devised a Speedy's Playhouse based on it. So you get the opponents of Bruce Bochy's 19th win, 95th win, 1900th win, and 1995th win. And then you also get... The 2,000th loss, the 20th loss, the 19th loss, and and the 2019th loss, which was, like I said, to the Pirates. So, How many teams is that? There are six teams. Actually, the Mets had three of those milestones. They actually had the 19th win and loss. Huh. They must have played close in that season, or maybe it was back-to-back games. I, I didn't look at it in full, but they also had the 95th win. Later that season, or no, the following season, because it was the 96 Padres at that time. So you get the Mets, you get the Cardinals, who he got his 1900th career win against when he was the Giants manager. His 1995th loss, or win, came came against the Dodgers Mm. this weekend. That loss I was talking about that made it 1995 and 2019 was against the Pirates, so you get the Pirates. Yeah. The 2,000th career loss came against the Rockies. Mm. And the 20th loss came against the Montreal Expos, which obviously turned into the Washington Nationals. So, being there's only six teams, you will have to use each team three times. And here we go. Oh, and this one is for the present. 
There we go. And I have to have DH or a National League team. Uh, you have DH this time. Which is ironic because they're all National League teams here. Right. <laughs> but you have a DH this time. So you will start with your starting catcher. Um, nobody has a starting catcher on this list, I like really. Um... Present, you said? Yep. Give me Wilson Ramos. Alright. Your first relief pitcher. Um, Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Alright. Your second relief pitcher. Uh, Andrew Miller. All right, you're starting shortstop. Um, I am going to do it. I am going to stick with Trevor Story. What did you say? Trevor Story. Okay. I didn't know if you said him or Trey Turner, because I know you like both. <laughs> yeah, they're both going to make it. Okay. Your first baseman. Third match, Pete Alonso. All right. Another reliever. Shoot. Uh, let's go with Wade Davis. Wade Davis. All right. Your starting left fielder. Juan Soto. A bench outfielder. Charlie uh, Martin. Okay. Your first starting pitcher. Mad Max. All right. I wrote Mad Max. Mad Max. Your center fielder. Second starter. Jacob DeVron. All right, a closer. Uh, Kelly in. All right. Another relief pitcher. Um, Sean Dooley. Third base. The best third baseman in baseball. Not eligible. Nolan Arenado, I still think that's the dumbest thing I've ever Jose heard. Jose Ramirez was not his number one. It was Jose Ramirez was his number two. Right. Nolan Arenado was third. I know. Who was first? The guy you forgot two weeks ago. Who was that? Alex Bregman. <laughs> huh. Ah. Uh, well, Bregman passed Ramirez, so give him that. Yes, he did. All right, another uh, starting pitcher. Uh, Steven Strasburg. In his apparently last two starts as a national. Mm, well, what we'll you get were into telling that right me. now. I have three nationals too, right? 
Yeah. Where is he? A pirate and a... Oh, God, I have a storm Can I swap no, out? No, Andrew Miller. You have Andrew Miller. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you need two more cardinals and two more pirates. Okay, a bench infielder. Bench infielder? Uh, trade turn. Trade turn. Alright. You're starting second baseman. second base at all, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't really care. Um, second base. I really want to put Jeff McNeil in second base. Dillinger. I'm trying to think who the hell the Pirates have in second base. Can I take one, Cole Han? Or Cole Han Young? Joe Han? Cole Wong? No, not Cole Wong. Oh, Jung O Gong? Yeah, <laughs> the guy that I mean, got... I don't know if you'd do well uh, with your playhouse if you did that, but. <laughs> no, I know. Who is the Pirates second baseman? No, seriously. I think it's Kevin Newman, I want to say. No, hell. Alright. He's uh, not bad. He's actually, I think, hitting 300, but. You know what? Screw it. Just give me Brandon Rogers. Brandon Rogers. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that at all. Who is the shortstop? I can't. Oh, Trey I see what I did wrong here. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be unsafe. No, Arenado's story is fine. Alright, no, I can save this. I still need a second baseman, though. Um. Alright, Stuart, I'll put, um. Cole Wong plays a lot of second base for the Cardinals. I thought he played mostly short. Jameis Winston just made the best throw I've ever seen him make in football. That was a perfect throw. Watch this video. His arm talent was never a problem. <laughs> no, his arm talent was never a problem. Watch that. Whoo! Uh-huh. Well, it was also against Captain Motherland, so. No, James Bradbury. Oh, was that Bradbury? Captain Motherland is thir- uh, 41. Oh. Probably because he gives up 41 points. <laughs> he's, not right. a, he's not a bad one. He's just you know a bad what? outside I will put corner. Jeff McNeil at second base. Captain Monolan's a good slot corner. He's a bad outside corner. All right. Uh, your fourth starter. All right. Another bench player. You can pick up any kind. Can I trade catchers? Can you trade catchers? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do? I want to drop Will Smith and I want to add Yadier Molina. Okay. You forgot I was present. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Yadier Molina is two Cardinals. And now I need another bench player, you say? Yeah, you can pick which kind because you have one of each right now. Um, 
know what? Alright, so I'm gonna add Josh Bell. Josh Bell? Okay. Alright. We just count your team right now. I just need one more Cardinal and one more Pirate. Alright, so you have 22 guys. So you got three spots left. So who is the DH that you were trying to replace him with? I thought it was going to be Josh Bell. Let's see. Anthony Rendon. Oh, and Rendon. Okay. okay yes. It's not like I forgot him over somebody silly. I no, he's just, now is the best third baseman. Basically. And he's also not a good defender, so. Right. That's actually a good move. All right, so you got two spots left. I don't know if you want to use them on bench. Right now you have five bullpen. I have five starters. I need a fifth starter. Oh, you need a fifth starter? Yeah, that's right. All right, so you need a fifth starter. You got five bullpen guys and four bench guys right now. All right. Um, I need a pirate. Wait. Yes, you need a pirate. And I think one more cardinal. All right, so my pirate will be... I have somebody in the bullpen. I like Would it be illegal if you just ran me down the pirate bullpen real quick? Yeah. No, I can I can give you player names. I just can't give you those stats. Fine. I can't, and I can't give you my opinion on them well, either. Stuff wise. Wow. You know what? No, never mind. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to add a long reliever, and I'm going to make it Chris Archer because he's a strikeout guy, and that works. Ooh, so, okay. There you go. That's not a bad idea. Alright, so you have a long reliever, Chris Archer, and who is this fifth starter? Now, I have one more roster spot after this, or this guy no, is No, this guy is your fifth roster is is your fifth roster spot because you added another bench guy in Bell or you added your DH already in Rendon. So this is the last spot. So it has to be a card. So yes. John Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Yep. Alright. So I went from like a C in my head to an A plus in about two moves. Yeah, you really did a nice job at the end right there. Again, I think Bellinger's defense has improved, so I'm not as down on it as I was last year. So very nice there, just get it, getting him in. It's really good all around. I do think Story is better than Turner, so it was a good decision to start him. I don't think there's any competition beyond that in terms of second base was kind of open. That was about it. Yeah, I think... Yeah, because Seager has been kind of up and down. It's kind of tough to put him. I think Story's been definitively better this year. So, I think Seager's still kind of recovering. So, fine for right now. I think McNeil, I think, was definitive at second base. I think Dozier's had a nice year, but hasn't really been as consistent. And Colton Wong, the same kind of thing. He's been up and down and... He's not good defensively, so I think McNeil was the guy. Plus, he has had some injury issues, Colton Wong, as well. So I think that was the right choice. Alonzo Ramos, I think, yeah. Outfield, very nice. Rendon in the DH spot was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, and you got a mixture of everything on your bench. Rotation is nice. Yeah, very nice. You man I think you manage the teams well, too. And having Archer as the long reliever for that, we haven't seen him out of the bullpen yet, but I, I think it could work just based on his stuff. Touchdown, Tim. Yay. Yep. Another nice throw. 
good route, too. I've never blamed James Robinson armor. Yep, he's the Jay Cutler of mobile quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, so looks like... Yeah, you, I don't think he really did anything wrong with the way he distributed the team. Because Josh Bell this year is better than Goldschmidt, so that's fine. And there's no Pirates starter worth it, taking over Flaherty by any stretch. Flaherty, I think, has the second or third highest ERA in the... Or, uh, best ERA in the second half of the season. So, he's definitely had it, so. I'm just trying to see if there's any relievers you left off. Now, I'm trying... I'm just trying to see Wade Davis, because I know you His have... ERA is awful. I know. I'm just trying to see if you needed to add another Rocky. Uh, no. Story, Blackman... Arenado. Arenado. So, you didn't necessarily need him. I like him still as a pitcher. I think that's just a course field effect. But I don't think there's another reliever really worth taking. Yeah, there's no definitive one from what it looks like. Again, I like Kyle Baraclaw. Also has had a down year. He might be the only one I would consider, but it's not really a deal breaker. The Cardinals really don't. They have their versatile guy in Andrew Miller. They have a guy in John Gant who's overperforming too, but this might be his only good year, so we'll see on that. So yeah, you do get another A+. All right. So baseball out of the way now. Now let's go to the other sport that has wooden things involved in their sport, the NHL. Oh, I thought you meant the NBA, wooden floor. No. No. All right. No, we're going to do that one last. The NBA's last? Yep. Oh, God. So. The future NA or present? This one is, let's see, do I want to make this one future? Yeah, we can make this one future. We'll do football, present, and basketball future. Yeah. So the NHL schedule was How released in full. You have eight teams to choose from. Okay. So eight teams are playing on the opening night, which oh. is October 2nd. You get all those teams. Yay. So a lot of Canadian teams on the list. Mm. Started with the world-famous Ottawa Senators. Yay. <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're on all of these. And so is this team, the Vancouver Canucks. What the hell? They are playing against the Edmonton Oilers. So those are the four Canadian teams. And then the four American teams, the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, TJ Oshie's current team, the Washington Capitals. Why did you mention his team? Because he used to be on the St. Louis Blues. Ah. And then you got the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yay. And this one is for the future, and you will start with your first defenseman. Speedy uh, Petey. Um, is it defenseman? Yep. Well, how's Peter Angelo come on down? Your first wing. Uh, the grade 8 will be just fine. That's Alexander Ovechkin. All right. Your second defenseman. Uh, Brentford. All right, I'm going to make you do it now. Your backup goalie. My backup goalie? Yep. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. Your third defenseman. 
Eric Holmes. Your second wing. Uh, drive title. Alright. Your first center. Uh, McDavid. Two more wings. Uh, let's go with Tarasenko. Still a leaf for now. Your second center. Ah, let's make this interesting, shall we? Um, da -da 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 -dum 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 -dum. Uh, let's just screw up on the fans now. John Tavares. <laughs> Two more wings. I'll take TJ Oshie, and I will take. I will also take um, Mark Stone still in Washington. Uh, Vegas, still, yeah. Yeah, yeah they signed a new contract. Eight-year eight, eight deal for him. All right. Your fourth defenseman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, my fourth defenseman will be... I said both Carlson's... Um, I'll take McNabb. Braden McNabb. Okay. Another wing. Uh, shoot. I just had him in my head, too. I said stone. Stone. Uh, Marshall. Jonathan Marshall. 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 Very underrated kid. Yes. Friggin' play. And the Panthers just put him on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they're the Panthers. Not the brightest in terms of de handling the expansion draft. All right, your third center. You said future, right? Yep. All right, so throw it down. Uh, let's go with... Um, let's go with... Nah, I'm just going to take my Canuck. I'll take Patterson. I don't know what line he's going to be on, but I'll take him. All right. Fifth defenseman. Mm, Shabbat. All right. <laughs> you get the center around the way. Yeah, just get out. All right, your last center. Oh, well, that could have been bad. I'll take Austin Matthews. Yes, it could have been. Your last wing. Defenseman? Oh no, wait, no, you, you have all your defensemen. No, no, I don't. Oh no, you don't, never mind. Ah, uh, just for the Carlson Carlson thing, John Carlson. Yes. Gave me an A last time, let's see if it works. Alright. And we end with your starting goalie. Best one on the list, Braden Holpe. Braden Holpe. I have two Stanley Cup winners. Very hard to duplicate that. 
Yep. By the way, he never asked me for a freaking coach again. Oh, do we do hockey coaches? I don't remember. No, we don't because I don't know the ball. <laughs> All right, so. That kid looks good. Sly. You sly little panther, you. Oh, wow, they got a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the half? Yeah. Wow, they didn't have much time. Okay. No, they didn't, but the kid made it like 50 something yards. Ooh, just inside. Wow. I know that was perfectly time. That's also what she said. Alright then. That's also what she said. So, looks great on defense. That's what she said. <laughs> Jeez. Shoot. Oh. No. Alright, just trying to see if you missed anybody. Obviously your top three are three of the best, so no criticism there by any stretch. So, let's see, Braden McNabb. These teams are all kind of top-heavy. Yeah, no, I understand, I understand. Carlson. The only the only gamble I think I took was um, Marcisol, but honestly, I think him and Nylander kind of cancel out. I actually think No, I think Marcisol is actually better. I really do. I think he's more versatile. I think he's a better – I think Nylander is a better skater, but I think Marcisol is a better stick handler and passer, too. Man, he's got a nasty shot with me. So, I, I actually don't mind that at all. Uh, I'm just trying to look at the defenses. Because Braden McNabb is somebody that's definitely up and coming. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody. The future. No, I know. I'm just trying to see if there was anybody. The better. only one I would have considered is Adam Larson. From no, I, if you're going to take anyone from the Oilers, I think it would be Darnell Nurse. Over Adam oh, Larson. Oh, right. I don't think Adam Larson has a he's looked up to that at all. And the only reason I'm not talking about their best defender is because he's an offensive guy and I don't. Right. I'm not really big on Correct. You have Burns and Carlson already. You don't really need that anymore. And even Shabbat climbing up as a young defenseman has been decent offensively, too. So. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, so he's I think, the best of a bad situation. Right. So I think McNabb is fine. I think, I think Nurse is a little better, but it's not really a deal breaker. Offensively, it's loaded. Pedersen is the most promising Canuck there. Let me look at Oshie's age. I'm just curious on that. 32? He is 32. So, not Ovechkin's really... older than Oshie is. Yeah, but no, I know. I'm just saying Ovechkin is still Ovechkin, though. You're not going to take him out. Yeah, maybe you would consider a William Carlson maybe in that spot, who is 25. Oshie's better. Yeah, but is it by much at this point? Yes. Carlson has... TJ Oshie, also don't forget, plays on most of the penalty-killing units. Right, but William Carlson has, one, very good speed still. Two, he had back-to-back, I think, 30 goal seasons as a breakthrough. Remember, he wasn't much at Columbus. And even for a small guy, his defense is not bad either. He's 26 years old. I don't know. I, it seems like a guy you would want on a future kind of team. No, I thought about him, but I don't think... I mean, I'm not saying Oshie's the only one to criticize. Maybe even over Pavelski, too. You could have taken... No, I, I would take out Pavelski before I took out That's fine, I but think... Pavelski, again, he hits the two-way player. I understand that. I think Carlson, though, for his size, is not a bad defender, though. And I think you have a good amount of guys like that in terms of 
like the speed defense type that really fits the modern NHL right now. So I think it, I think that kind of guy like Carlson can really make a difference. So again, it's small. I'm not, I'm only gonna knock it down to an A, but it's something I would consider just because it's a future team. All right, so let's go to football now. Yay! So we've had two. Well, no, we got one week in the books and two weeks. One and a half weeks. And yeah, and week two up and coming. So. This was just a random schedule thing. So, how many teams? You have eight teams, and I'm going to make you pick at least two per team, which might not be hard because the teams aren't that bad. So, do I want to make you do? Do I want to make you do three? Maybe, maybe that'll be more of a challenge. I'm trying to think because you have 11 on the field at once, plus you have an extra running back and a slot at receiver. And then defense, you have an extra corner. Mm, nah, we'll stick to two for now. Because I think that might be too hard. Uh, the object right. is to make it hard. No, I know, but I'm trying to like, cause I'm trying to figure out if there's actually enough players. Oh, no, with the special teams, maybe there is. You know what? Yeah, you know what? we'll do three then. I forgot about the, uh, the special teams. So, the scheduling has its ways each year. You have your division. You have one division from another – or. One division from your conference, you have tiebreaker games, and you have out-of-conference games. So, you get the teams that play the same types of what they played in week one and week two. So, if you played an out-of-conference opponent week one and week two, they're on the list. So, those teams are the Cincinnati Bengals, who played the Seahawks week one and now play the 49ers. The Bengals opponent, the Seattle Seahawks, who played the Bengals and then now are playing the Steelers. The Green Bay Packers with back-to-back division games. Unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys, who also have back-to-back division games. The Washington Redskins, who also have back-to-back division games. The LA Rams, who have back-to-back NFC South games. The Oakland Raiders, who have back-to-back division games. And, last but not least, the Atlanta Falcons, who have back-to-back tiebreaker games. I thought the Giants played the Washington Redskins. No, the Giants play the Buffalo Bills this week. No. The Cowboys play against the Redskins. So Atlanta? Atlanta, who has back-to-back both their tiebreaker games, the Vikings and now the Eagles. So this one will be present again. And you will start with... Your starting center, or your only center. <laughs> I think Thanks. it's basketball. Thank you for being your only fountain of information. Um, let's see. My center will be none other than. Uh, you know what? Just because I need three, uh, Travis Frederick. All right. Your middle linebacker, or first middle linebacker if you're doing a 3-4. Obviously, you can decide that later. Um, Bobby Wagner. Okay. I am going to do a 3-4, uh, though. Okay. A defensive end. I am not going to be able to get three 
other Redskins if I don't take them. Alright, I'm gonna make you do it now, your quarterback. Hold on. I have to rewrite everything down now. I screwed myself. I'm taking who now? Your quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson, I guess. He's the best of every world possible. Alright. Your first safety. I'm taking Landon Collins. Alright. Your kicker. Um. Greg Zerloin. Greg the leg, they call him. All right. Your first receiver. Oh my God! I'm three Oakland Raiders. My first receiver. Yep. Your first tackle. If I take Donald Penn. No, Donald Penn isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's right. He's in Washington, though. Oh, he is? That I didn't hear about. <laughs> I think they signed him when the first holdout first happened. Oh, fell through. Um, give me... Oh, you're right, yeah. You're a second receiver. Will you hold it against me if I take AJ Green? Uh, no, not really. No, I wouldn't. Um, My second receiver is going to be, uh, I'm going to take Devontae Adams. All right. An outside linebacker. Uh, Lane Vander Esch started. All right. Who is your coach? Um, uh, Jason Garrett. <laughs> Sean McVay. He uh, counts? Sean McVay? Why would he not count? I don't know. Alright. three players. No, that counts. Guard. Another defensive end. Three Cowboys. Glad they're done. What'd you just say? Defensive end. Your other one.
Aaron Donald. Hey. You remember this time. Alright, your first corner. Uh, Garen Connolly. Alright, your punter. Best punter in football, Michael Pick. <laughs> and your other guard. Second corner. Uh, William Jack. All right, your first running back. Joe Mix. Back to back thing. Never heard that before. All right, your defensive tackle, or if you're doing a three-four, your nose tackle. Second middle linebacker. Second middle linebacker will be. Hold on. I know in my mind this made a lot of sense. That's Bobby White. Uh, Deion Jones. Okay. Your other safety. So is Landon Collins going to be in the box? Uh, LaMarcus Joyner can pull around in the zone a little bit. Alright, so I believe that is all your Raiders. Yes. So you need Bengals, Packers, and a Falcon. Oh wow, you didn't finish the Falcons yet? <laughs> I don't think that'll be the easiest team to finish. But they are, not. that's why I said Okay. Your second running back. Eh, give me three. Alright. Now you have all your Falcons. Your third receiver. Um. Uh, what I want to do and what he's going to have me do are not the same thing. I want to take Tyler Lockett and put him in the slot because it works for Russell Wilson. But for star power and a better grade, I'll take AJ Green. And for, like, the quality of your third angle, you're going to take a tackle, a linebacker from that team? Right. <laughs> or a tight end? Well, I could take what's his name? Jonah Williams. You could, but it is a present exercise. Alright, speaking of tackle, who is that tackle? Give me... Trent Williams. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, man, he's going to really get tricked. Alright, your outside linebacker. Now... This might surprise a lot of you. I'm going back to Dallas. I'm taking Jalen Smith. Alrighty. Two Cowboys on the same linebacking core. Alright, your last corner. The man is about to get booted out of Dallas, Byron Jones. And your tight end to finish it off. And my last packer, Jimmy Snam. <laughs> Interesting. 
Never heard that nickname, but alright, we'll go with it. Yeah, I guess there's no definitively better tight ends on this list. I think talent-wise, Eifert is, but no, he's, he's never healthy. Tyler Eifert definitely is better than Jimmy Graham. Alright, very nice quarterback, running back. Receivers are phenomenal. Maybe a lot of more physical types, which is fine for Russell Wilson, because he needs those for the downfield threats. He likes the guys that can make the tough catches. All three of those guys definitely can. Uh, Jimmy Graham didn't really work there, but again, you need the Packer. Sean McVay right. will make it work. Sean McVay could very much make it work, even though his offense is not really a tight end offense. Tyler Higby and Carl Everett would love to talk to you. Mm, are really, they really that good? <laughs> uh, they have big moments. All right. Cam Newton looks awful. Yeah, he might still be hurt. He's playing hurt. And Peter right. almost knocked him in the next week. He almost woke up in New Orleans. Yeah, I thought he wasn't a pass rusher, Mike Guido. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the first arguments we had. No, I, I got news he didn't for like it. him as a draft prospect. I he did. he shaded you without me even giving a nod or anything. I didn't even send him. Well, up I was. I, I think that was that might actually have been the first argument because he seemed to agree with me on everything in the beginning. Where our first mock draft that came around, and he didn't think that Vea was that good of a prospect in comparison to what I thought of him. I remember that. All right, back to your offensive line. Gabe Jackson I like. Obviously he's hurt now, so it's tough to judge. But after Martin, yeah, there's really nobody definitively better. Yeah, I think you gotta go with it. I guess Brandon Scherf would probably be the only one, but again, you need the Raider. I don't know how else you would have maneuvered that. I have no idea. So you have Gabe Josh Jackson. Jacob is my backup running back? No, no, for the instead of the Redskins. So I'm saying Brandon Scherf. You have Jonathan Allen. Yeah, there's no one to replace him. Deron Payne. Landon Collins. And Trent Williams. Yeah, I guess there's really no way to do it like that. I'm just trying to see. No receivers. Yeah, I guess you're really in a tough spot there. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. Yeah, because I still, uh, yeah, I would probably still say the combination of Landon Collins and Gabe Jackson are still better than the combination of Scherf and Carl Joseph. If you were to do that, too. Like I would take John Abram over Carl Joseph. Well, he's hurt right now. So. <laughs> and actually out for the year hurts. No, I know, but I think John Abram got higher up. Yeah, the Raiders are a very future team. So that's kind of hard. I like to hear Whitehead, but I don't think you're going to take out any of your linebackers for that. So, yeah, it's kind of really hard to maneuver that. All right. So, Brandon Scherf, unfortunately, a great player left off. D-line is great. Linebackers, very nice. Yep. I think you nailed that. Corners. Oh, you left off Guido's best corner in football, huh? His best corner football. You could argue he's not top ten. 
You could argue he is not top 10. And again, you needed the Raider. This is where I'm going to go back to figuring that out again, though, because I do think he's still a little better than Conley right now. I like Conley, but he's... I think Trufant is better. Let's see if he can maneuver that. Devontae Freeman, no. Julio Jones. Definitely not Deion Jones. Uh, oh, those are the only three Falcons. Wow. Yeah. No. All right. I guess you can't do that either, then. That is that is difficult. I'm surprised. How you ended up with more Seahawks, I guess. More Cowboys, which is very rare out of well, you. Jalen Smith is a Notre Dame fighter. I respect that's number one. Zach Martin, the same. That's number two. Uh, so really all I did was take Byron Jones. I left off Zeke. Did anyone notice that? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Well, Joe Mixon's your third bangle, and Devontae Freeman's your third Falcon. <laughs> so now we're back to three-way rearranging with all that. If we want to figure out if Zeke is in, where would this other Falcon be, and then where would this other Raider be? Right. Kind of controversial. It's tricky, yeah. So I guess you have to leave Conley in at that point. Jackson is definitely right on the same level as Trufant right now. I don't think he's better, but I don't think he's definitively worse. And Byron Jones, I think, is the same kind of thing. And Conley and Jackson can both be physical corners to take over that kind of role, that press physical coverage corner that Trufant is. So I think that's fine. It's not like you're avoiding that area of defense. All right, LaMarcus Joyner. Definitely the other safety there. No, I wanted Keanu Neal, but again, we Oh, that's back fine. I'm not, I understand why you took him over Keanu Neal. I'm just trying to see if there's a coverage safety. Yeah, I guess it's really only him or Adrian Amos. That's really the only one, but I don't think they're much different. So that's fine by me. All right. You get an A+. Plus. You did not forget Aaron Donald this time. And that Ermit leaves the NBA. Oh, am I going to kill you? This one might be tricky. So there's no rule for this one. Cause oh, there's, great. How many teams are there? 12? There's only five teams, but it's a lot of not amazing teams. There's three teams that are playoff-worthy teams, but it's not. Oh, just get to it. It's not a lot of great and teams. And this is present? This one is future. Mm. So... France beat the United States 89-79 in the World Cup. I get the teams Cup. of all the NBA players on the France team. No, you get the NBA teams or former NBA teams of the guys who scored double digits in their win over the U.S. Oh. So, Rudy Gobert, Jazz. Utah Jazz, Frank Nilakina, still New York Knicks, scored 11 points. Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic scored 16. And then the guy I never heard of, I don't even remember now, he played for the Spurs. He was drafted by the Spurs, naturally, because Greg Popovich likes to draft international guys. Mm. And he also played later for the Toronto Raptors. So those are the five teams you get. The guy's name, I never heard of him. His name is Nando DeColio. So I get the Spurs? Spurs and Raptors. Those are your five for the teams. Future? For the future. Yep. So I'm not making you do the rule this time because there's a lot of lower-level teams on this one. 
I mean, the Spurs, Raptors, Jazz, they're still playoff teams. They can be, but it's not like the cream of the crop playoff teams like people are expecting oh, for this year. So this one is for the future, and we will start with your power forward. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. All right, a bench backcourt player. Um, oh my god. Uh, uh Jacob Poddle. Jacob what? Poddle? Poddle? The guy I that said backcourt player, not, not center. No. I Jacob Pertle. I know you're talking about, but I apologize. he's a center. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. All right. Now you can do it. Bench big man. Uh, Jacob Pertle. Okay. I think he'll do well with the Spurs eventually, so I liked him as a prospect. Uh, you're starting small forward. Letters, both of his former teams are on there. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> Alright, you're starting point guard. Uh, Alright. A bench forward. A bench wing player. Starting shooting guard. Donovan Mitchell. Okay. So then, who is this other wing player? Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Alright. You're starting center. Uh, Rudy Gobert. There you go. Very fitting. Alright. Another starting, or another bench backcourt player. Don't know the age of Fred Man. No, he's young. He's I think 23. You know what? Just for the Raptors, give me Fred Van Fleet. Alright. Who would have thought the Knicks would be more of a struggle or less of a struggle than the Raptors? <laughs> Interesting. I I'm blanking on their whole team right now. They're they're an old team too, so that's Well they are. 
a lot of the young guys did come through in that NBA Finals, though. All right, let's see. Another... Oh, duh. I forgot the most important guy. All right, another uh, another bench forward. Paul Siakam. There it is. That was the guy I was thought you were going to say when you thought of Ibaka. Yeah, no, I don't know how I forgot him, but that's how I did it. All right. And your last bench spot will make a, a wing. You know what? This for you. Give me Lonnie Walker. All right. Lonnie Walker it is. All right. This was definitely a tricky one with all the... Uh, Non-talented team. Yeah, with all the more average and rebuilding teams on this list. So, let's see. Murray, Mitchell. Yeah, Mike Conley's too old, I think. Is that Shaquille Barrett? Yeah, he is there now. Christian McCaffrey? He is there now, yeah. Oh, Denver, you're going to miss this kid. Oh, it's Cam. Carolina's offensive line ain't looking great. I, I always say they should put Daryl Williams on the left side, but they never want to do that. I think that was Daryl Williams. No, it's Van Roten, however that is. And then they drafted a... Who did they draft? A tackle. Oh, Greg Little, but I think he's more of a right tackle, so... All right, let's go back they to this him again. Is that Barrett again? Yep. Let's see, Murray, Mitchell, very nice. DeRozan. That's going to be like a fourth and 24. They might be out of field goal range now because of that second. All right. There is one guy I think you did leave off. Not for your starting lineup definitively, but a big man. Nikola Vucevic. Too old. 28? Is that really too old? Oh, man. He punched that in by the skin of his teeth. He made it from whatever distance it was? Here's the thing. I think Randall is better at what he does than him. Yeah, I'm not really looking at Randall or Gobert. I think they're their finest starters for sure. Uh, is he definitively better than, or definitively worse than Pirtle or Gordon or Siakam? I forgot. Yeah. But I think, I like Pirtle, I like his potential, but I don't think he's really shown as much as he should right now. And I think Vucevic, with his style of play, still could be pretty good for a while. And I know the Orlando Magic are a pretty forgettable team, but he's their best player, and... I think that is a. I think that's a big one there. I would have taken out Pirtle. Is let's see. No, Lonnie Walker's a spur. But obviously Murray's a spur. So that was, I think, really the only one. I think the rest you did fine. I'm gonna knock it down to an A minus though, because well, of that. That was a little harsh. Yeah. Sorry. I think Vucevic is still that good. No, he is. And he's he's only 28. I was making sure on certain guys. I was checking a lot of the Jazz roster, but a lot of them are older too. Yeah, Derek Favors. Joe Ingles was another one I was looking at, but he's 31, so I wasn't going to do him either. Even though he's a good shooter. That's it. Speedy. I've had enough of you. 
Oh, you have, huh? I'm just kidding, Speedy. That was me. Speedy? Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Speedy? We're in the end game now. I love you 3000. Anyway, um, damn it, did you see it yet? I actually did over the weekend. I finally yes! did. I finally did. I watched it with my cousins. Yes! I finally did see it, and damn. Damn! <laughs> That's all I have to say to it. That was something. I am Iron Man. Iron Man? Yep. Now you understand the significant impact of that yes, line. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Wow. Sad. Cried. Mm. Cried mercifully. If you don't know Iron Man dies, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. It's been goddamn eight months now. I I did my part. Was I that did. when you were telling me about the the instance with the spoiling in the theater? Was that was what it was? What, about the what, what, what? Didn't you say there was like some kid that was trying to yeah come out of the theater? That's what it was. This that, is that? this is exactly how it happened. Me and my girlfriend, I avoided all spoilers for like three weeks. Nothing happened. I said, okay, we're in the parking lot. We get out of the car. We're heading into the movie theater. I'm thinking, there's no way a spoiler happens this soon. No way. I am walking into the parking lot. I hear a little kid over say to his mom. His mom's like, how did you like it? Oh, it was good. I said, oh, great. She goes, what was your favorite part? Uh, basically all of it, except for when Iron Man dies. Woman looked at me like she was so sorry. I wanted to tell her to kick her little kid in the face. Like, how could you? How? My girlfriend was like, you're being an ass. Let's go. I was like, you don't understand the, what just happened to the whole movie. It was, oh, it was so sad. Yeah, it was. Very interesting, though, the way they did that. That was cool. It was cool. I'm excited, though, for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good. With Thor and... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that is very interesting the way they interchange. Everybody those two lives. knows who's in charge here. <laughs> Everybody knows who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Clearly it's Thor. Like clearly you're gonna listen to the God of Thunder over Quill. Like, god <laughs> I think I'm gonna listen to like maybe <coughs> everybody over Quill. <laughs> Rocket's definitely smarter. Groot I don't know if I'd pick up the Groot stuff. Hey, I love Groot. <laughs> don't mess with Groot. <laughs> no, I, I like Groot too, but I'm saying as far as I would listen to Quill over Groot just because the I am Groots could only mean so many things. Hey, it could mean they won't be able to decode, the en- enemy won't be able to decode it. Right, but neither would I. True, that's fair. It could go either way. I would listen to Drax though over Quill too. Yeah. Dave Batista's a great actor, let me tell you. He was terrific. Um, great movie. I'm glad you finally saw it. I was gonna. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, if you haven't seen it now, I'm giving you the DVDs. Because, god damn it, it's been so long. But um, I am Iron Man, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Speedy, tell them where they can find us. You can find Worldwide Sports oh, Radio Network. Oh, Luke Keeley almost had an interception. He had it right in the bread basket. Oh, my God. Sorry, Speedy, go ahead. I wonder if... Uh this is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. No, the rain. game is on. No, it's not raining anymore. Okay, I was going to say it was still. still and Gerald McCoy is hot. <laughs> I don't know what it is with the, the Buccaneers and their former players. So Kawan Alexander got ejected. 
Yes. And now <laughs> Gerald McCoy <laughs> going at us. <laughs> oh. That's a Jensen, and I'm trying to see. Well, that was a cheap shot. Is. Oh, Alex Kappa. He's not even there that long. Oh, that's right. Marpet's hurt, too. No, Marpet's the left guard. He's in. But Marpet's he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was no, on the not. other side. Oh. Eh, that actually was a tougher catch than you would say. If it hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. If you're a receiver, yes. If you're a linebacker, not necessarily. Luke Keeley should have had that pick. And he'll tell you the same thing. Agreed. I'm just saying that it's one thing if you're a receiver that knows the route and it does that. He didn't know the route. He was shot. Oh, wow. Back. I don't know what just happened, but they got a first down out of it. Maybe McCoy instigated it. I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell? That's Is Ronald that Peyton Jones. Barber? It's Ronald Jones. Well, about time Ronald Jones made a run of some significance. <laughs> yeah. Probably be the best one of the game. And he's hurt. Or he's being subbed out because he's not a starting running back. Well, what are you going to do, Call, keep calling Charles Sims? No, they brought back Andre Ellington. <laughs> Flashback. No. Yeah, there it is. Another guy from the Bruce Arians bag of tricks. He actually wasn't bad. He just was hurt the one year, and then David Johnson came in. Speedy, tell them where they can find us. Yes, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube. Oh! What a hit. My spleen hurts just watching it. Speedy. <laughs> For the third time. Tell them where they can find <laughs> Worldwide Sports Radio Network is on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. We are back on there officially now. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and on our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And we are back now also for the first time in over a year on Vaughn TV as well. What? It's what is a, that? It's another it's another digital network. Vaughn TV? Yeah. Ask Errol. I'm not really sure how to describe it to you. Uh. Vaughn. Vaughn TV. V-O-N-N? I'm not sure. I, I, I've only heard of it because Errol brought it up during his shows. I don't know what it is. It's some digital newscasting podcast platform, I guess. I mean, good job, Errol. I don't know what it is, but good job. Anyway, um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're here every day, Tuesday through Friday, at the beautiful Ray's Cafe. Great food, great place, great smoothies. And that's all, folks. Speedy. OJ Howard's a be- That's Peyton Barber again. I love when I'm right. How about Peyton Barber? What? No, Peyton Barber stinks. <laughs> but <laughs> I, meant so Tampa- I meant Tampa Bay keeping it close. Mm-hmm. They're doing well. I didn't- I- Bruce Arians, I didn't- he's a great coach. I didn't expect this quick of a fix with a new team, though. And I mean, they are 0-1, Speedy. No, I know, but like they struggled. They look sloppy. They were undisciplined. Phew. And they're... He had 13 yards untouched. They're they're doing a lot better at doing just the way their offense should flow. Mm. 17-12 bucks as we go home. Speedy. Yeah. Tell him goodbye. Thanks for listening, and have a glorious night.
Um, again, thank you all, first responders, military, NYPD, NY, FD, fire department, police department, uh, EMS, EMT, uh, anyone that helped or was affected by 9 11. Uh, I actually have a post on my Facebook page. You can follow me there where you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. I know mm. it's not the same thing, but the benefits are the same. So uh, please donate to that. I get nothing of it, I promise. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We will be doing picks. And I'm going to tell you why Brian Cashman can <laughs> exhale. Because he can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. And we will see you tomorrow. See ya! You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.